You're listening to The Next Dimension. Dragon Ball Z presents The Ultimate Battle Begins, The Last Chance, and Life or Death. 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 to the next dimension on Dragon Ball Z podcast for the month of October 2012. Happy Halloween! Although this will probably come out before Halloween. but uh, Early just, happy Halloween. Oh yeah, this is a preemptive Halloween. And hey, people die and we're talking to ghosts in this episode. So uh, uh, for this spooky episode after the month of September, I am one half of your hosts, Donovan Morgan Grant. And with me as always is the second half of your hosts, Jesse Garrett. What's up, Jesse? Nothing much, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm not scared stiff yet because, you know, it's not Halloween yet. But uh, I'm basically trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to do a very impromptu bit because it's not even October yet. But we made that joke already. I'm already excited for October, though. So, like, I've already bought a pumpkin. That's true, yeah. And then uh, Starbucks I work at, at, at uh, the hotel, we have, like, the pumpkin spice flavor. So. Oh, I love that thing. Yeah. We're, we're getting it, we're getting to the holiday spirit, I suppose. So, um, actually, I'm looking at, as I'm looking at your uh, Skype avatar, this can be a little bit Halloween related, considering you know people are masquerading as people they shouldn't be. So, ah, I like <laughs> it. I like the good callbacks or forwards. <laughs> oh yes, it's a foreshadowing of tonight's spectacular episode. Um, and I, and I predict we'll have, we'll have a bunch to talk about. So uh, stay with us, folks. It's going to be a good one. We have one email tonight. Our email comes to us from a returning voice, or uh, listener. Uh, this guy has e- he was actually our very first emailer, and like eleven months later, he's emailing us back. It is from Adam Trimboff, and Jesse shall read out what he writes. So, what does he say, Jesse? He says, "Hey guys, it's Adam from New Zealand writing in again. The last time I wrote in was probably episode two, but don't worry, I'm still listening. That's good to hear." He says, I have a few points, so please bear with me. I have numbered them so you can comment in between. Uh, his first point is, why, why do you only do one show a month? I'm not sure if, you rec- if you, I recall you explaining this. Maybe it's to do with shilling? Uh, 
He says, I think it would be great if you could move into once every fortnight, if possible, and trust me, all your listeners would agree. I think uh, scheduling <laughs> and free time would be the main reason that that won't be uh, possible. Yeah, uh, it's basically to do with scheduling. Um, it, I do uh, – I, I have – just. this is not actually just a pimp, but sort of to expound upon this question – uh, I do. I already have a, a Fortnite show. I say I have. I'm a co-host on the Batman Universe Comic Cast, which you can find on the BatmanUniverse.net. And that show we do record every two weeks, where we uh, read every uh, Batman book that comes out in two weeks, and that actually takes like a lot of time in one night. And doing that for over a year, a couple of years, I um, see the, the the benefits, the pros and cons of doing a Fortnite show. And I'm not saying it's a bad. And I, I, I think that like were this our only show, I would probably be up on that. Um, mainly actually, actually though, my main reason that, uh, we were going to do this once a month is because I think it will be a better way to kind of like have the series wash over, over a month's time. I think we really would burn through it, uh, uh, if we were doing it every two weeks. I mean, I guess it would, we would have to switch up how many episodes we cover. Um, but I think that because of the pacing of Dragon Ball Z, which we'll get into tonight, I think that because the pacing is kind of irregular where... You know, we might like, like for instance, episode two, we covered the long year in between Raditz and, and Vegeta. We might, we might have had split, split that in half, and that wouldn't be a bad thing. And then the fight with the Saiyans. But I think that like uh, certain things, like maybe the movies or whatever, or maybe even like the later on fights, uh, we might have might, might not have much to talk about. So I think that like every month, uh, we'd have just enough to, to kind of really get in a good discussion, and also just judging by the volume number of the Dragon Ball Z series, or the original Dragon Ball series, I think once a month would put us over a long amount of time, and um, it's a good time as any to say that like I have actually uh, expounded upon our our schedule for the remainder of the, of the podcast, so no longer we'll have to scramble for telling listeners what they'll have to watch and read for the next episode. So you you can expect that every time, and uh, as it is right now for the monthly format, we'll go well into the end to the end of 2015. So um, we'll we'll be around for a while. I can understand waiting a month for a podcast. I really can't because you know I'm a podcast listener. Jesse is as well, and um, you know if a show's good, you want to hear it more and more. But it really is. I think I think personally that it is a, a solid way for us to record. One because, like Jesse said, scheduling. Um, uh, there are a couple of episodes uh, where scheduling is not as simple as we'd like it. We just you know got to push it back because one person or the other person has other stuff to do. And just basically because I think the story content works better on a monthly format rather than a uh, bi-weekly format. And also because this is sort of like a look-back podcast. Uh, for me, it's not for Jesse. But I think that like it washes over to both our strengths over a month. Um, so that's my opinion. Uh, and, uh, Jesse, you said scheduling essentially, right? Basically, I'd, I would love to be able to do the, uh, or see, you have a little more foresight than I do as far as the series on a whole and what, where it would work. So I trust your input when you say you think it's, it's more paced overall. Now I do quite enjoy being able to view episodes and like you said, let them wash over you for a month. Because at that pace, it doesn't become redundant. You don't get tired of it. And uh, also, I'm I'm pretty stoked that someone likes it enough that wants to hear more of it. That, that uh, yeah, that makes you feel really great. That hey, we're doing a decent job anyway. You know. Absolutely. I mean, I really would have no problem uh, doing it uh, 
bi-weekly show. I mean, it really wouldn't be like, you know, if we had, if we would be tired out or whatever. I'm just thinking of like, you know, how the production of the show rather than uh, concern over our interest. I mean, I, if, it, if it would be a little more feasible, like, like for, say for instance, if Dragon Ball Z was still going on, like, um, I'm trying to think of another anime or manga, uh, I don't know, Pokemon or, or Hash, even Hashima Inuipa, which is a Pokemon is still going on? Is it? I, don't, I honestly don't know. When I stopped watching, it was still going on. <laughs> I really don't know, but like, just like, I know there are lo- there are much longer uh, Japanese franchises, and if it were still if it was still going on, like I think Naruto is still going on. That's not ended. Um, I don't know. I'm not familiar with Naruto, but I believe that or Bleach or One Piece. I might begin those wrong, but uh, ones that are going on very long, I think if we, if they were like still going, we, I would definitely be up for doing it uh, twice a week. But even then, I would still consider like you know the format of what we'd be covering and the scheduling. But uh, because DBZ is finite, and there's there's enough stuff to talk about in a single month, and uh, that's essentially the explanation. So uh, the, <laughs> I hope that answers everything for you, Adam. If you uh, if you have any more thoughts on that, please uh, respond to what I just said, what we just said. All right, going on. His second point is Daniel Yarborough. Yes, he is right. He should be on the show. This guy knows DBZ. I like to think of myself as a DBZ expert. I even got my mates sending me text messages to check out on DBZ facts. But this Daniel guy, wow, he even outclasses myself. <laughs> I feel like I'm Vegeta and he's Goku. <laughs> wow. He says, uh, I'm sure everyone listening would love it if you guys could bring him on for a show as a special guest. If not for a normal episode, I think he would be great to bring on for one of the movie episodes. Give him at least one chance on the show. I bet you over 9,000 that it would be an epic <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay, Daniel, you know, we didn't get any for you this month, but uh, if we don't get any from you next month, then we'll just assume that you don't like the idea. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, would absolutely, I would absolutely be up for uh, – because Daniel's emailed so many times. He's clearly a fan of the series and a fan of our podcast that, like, I would have no problem doing an episode with him. What do you think, Jess? No, no. Yeah, if he's if he's down for it, I'm definitely down for it. I wanna, I wanna be able to hear more of his insights because yeah, so far from the emails, he's he knows his stuff as, as has been said. Absolutely, yeah. He'll he'll always have a lot to say. Um, I'm down for it. I mean, whether it would be on the series or or one of the specials or one of the movies, we would have to like you know confab about. But um. Whatever works best, absolutely. If he's if he's up for it, or if anybody else, I mean, I, I think judging from Adam's email, then like you know, if he would like to join on, maybe possibly it just depends on how feasible it is. So, uh, anybody who uh, has enough street cred to roll with us, email in. Let's see his third point. Here's one of my knowledge bombs. I like to think of Fre- I like to think of Freezer's forms as upgrades. Each one is better than the last. In this way, I imagine Freezer sitting in his room, developing ways to improve himself. Starting with his second form, which all he does is simply increase his power via mass. Then his third form is him pushing his body beyond its limits for the power he desires, which is why he ends up in a, as an extremely deformed beast. And lastly, he finally managed to perfect it by holding all his power in a form much like his first, small but deadly. What do you think? Um, I've actually considered how Frieza's uh, forms... Actually, go first, Jesse. I don't want to talk too much. Uh, no, I pretty much agree. I like that idea. Uh, I think it's a valid, I guess, hypothesis. It seems legit, if, if you think about the forms, as far as pushing his body to, to do something that it's not supposed to do. Yeah, uh, in, in the universe, because obviously, 
out, out in the real life, Akira Toriyama was just making stuff up as he went along. But uh, in universe, it is interesting because the first transformation was you know from him being a very tiny body to him being a gigantic you know mammoth kind of person, um, and then he just went completely ugly, and then he went kind of you know crystallized and pristine and easier on the eyes. Um, it's interesting because how you know how each contains power, uh, because I'm not I'm not exactly sure what innate powers each form has besides just 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 pure strength and speed i mean like it's just it's sort of like you know different forms and spoiler alert that that happens with every villain who transforms i don't believe they gain other abilities actually so might but um uh like, like freezer for instance off the top of my head i'm not sure of any form besides obviously his uh his his gigantic killer horns in like his second form uh i'm not exactly sure which individual form gains a specific advantage um, I, cause I guess the thing, cause you know, it's, it's a question of whether or not his first or his fourth form is his real form. And I think from what I've, I've experienced, I'm, I'm, being, I'm damn scary that his fourth form is actually who he really is. So I'm not sure if he's actually creating forms that conceal himself and goes backwards or if he like kind of pushes, if he kind of evolves from form one, so it's kind of that question. Hmm. Yeah, because in uh, coming up, you know, he does say that he he has a tendency to hold back on his power, and maybe he's accustomed to doing that in a form that would limit his usage. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, I, I think it's a question. I mean, I, I I'm actually I would be surprised if his fourth form isn't his real form. I'm pretty. Sure. I'm 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 100 sure that that's the case. So I think it was a question of kind of like what he can uses to conceal and why he has so many forms. I remember him saying when he first started transformed so he can hold his power in. But uh, there, there seems to be no uh, repercussions for letting his power out besides just scaring people. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, he doesn't seem to have to have like a, a finite time he can do it. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, other transformations. Uh, yeah, I mean, I again, if you guys have any thoughts, write in and uh, DBZ next dimension at hotmail.com because I'm actually kind of stumped <laughs> as to the, the applications of this. Hey, finally he says, well, thanks for the show and I can't wait to hear about, hear you talk about the big guy starting with a B in the very distant future. Uh, it looks like a, like a tongue sticking out emoticon. <laughs> Peace uh, out, Adam. I, I'm assuming he mentions, he's uh, talking about Boo, which is going to be a long time from now or it could be talking about Bojack, which is still a long time from now, but, uh, uh, or maybe Boma, <laughs> uh, but then she, she's not a guy, so it can't be her. Uh, well, thank you, she? thank you very much, Adam. Well, yeah, well, actually, today, <laughs> again, the, the oh, the foreshadowing, we're so clever. Um, so without further ado, let's get into the uh, epic fight between Goku and, v and Frieza. I almost said Vegeta, and I hope that's the last time I do that because I've been doing that like all throughout the show. Uh, let's just get started. You are strong. Indeed, one might even say, exceptional. Thank you very much. But I grow weary of our standoff. The time has come to end it, I think. Before we do, though, permit me to ask, what would you say to becoming, well, in a word, my underling? I'd really hate to waste so talented a combatant. Not to mention I'm in need of a suitable replacement for Captain Ginyu. Am I being offered a job? Wow, says a lot about you that you think I'd go for that. A predictable response. The Saiyans are such a prideful race, <laughs> which is to say foolish. Sadly, only one outcome remains for you then. Your death. 
Oh, yeah? Well, let's just say I disagree. <laughs> what was that you were saying earlier about confidence? Don't think I'm not wise to your little tricks. You'd like me to believe you're lashing out at full steam, but you and I both know we haven't seen the limits of your strength just yet. <laughs> Good call. Bearing that fact in mind, I still have quite a bit of leeway. Yes, my friend, quite. 50% of my power, but a paltry half. A half should suffice to grind you into space dust. Huh. Oh, really? 50%, huh? Sounds like a bluff to me. So, as we last left off, Goku just buried Vegeta after Frieza buried him by killing him. <laughs> and <laughs> vows to get revenge on everybody that Frieza's harmed or killed. And just, just vows to destroy him. After, after a few seconds of a stare down, Piccolo, Gohan, and Krillin flee the scene so they won't distract Goku and won't get in his way. From then on, Goku and Frieza begin to duke it out. It's not as, it's not as intense as, as they like it to be. Because they're basically just feeling each other out without actually saying it. They're kind of, you know, throwing each other around, throwing energy blasts. Frieza's more on the offensive than Goku, but Goku is holding his own just fine. He's not heavily damaged. Um, while on King Kai's planet, King Kai is watching the fight, and um, Tien, Yamcha, and Chaozu are all like, basically, you know, hearing what he has to say, saying, oh, I can't believe Vegeta died, but so far Goku's holding his own, so, you know, things are looking up. All they can do is just hope. So, at one point, Goku, is, when he's fighting against Frieza, he's knocked into the, the ocean. And he just kind of stays down there and kind of considers, because at this point, it's, just such, it's such a stalemate that he wonders what he, what he can do now. What, how can he possibly put the fight in his advantage? And during the fight, he noticed that Frieza doesn't seem to be able to sense his energy. None of the Ginyu Force members could, so Frieza doesn't seem like he can either. There was a scene in the anime where he was using his eye lasers and completely missing through the puffs of smoke. Not using, not using any sort of energy sensing abilities to find out where Goku was. So Goku uses that to his advantage and powers up a two-fisted Kamehameha as uh, energy torpedoes. So while Frieza is hovering over the ocean wondering where Goku is, Goku flings the Kamehameha at, at him one at a time, uh, distracting him until he knocks him, somehow gets up in the air, and knocks him into the ocean himself. Actually knocks him into the, into the ground. But Frieza's not hurt at all, not even in the least. So Goku's like, well, that was a good trick, but it didn't hurt him at all. Whoops. So at this point, Frieza starts attacking him with a bit of telekinetic power, using a bunch of boulders and rocks to just shove at Goku. Goku dodges and dodges and dodges, until at one point, Frieza gets a drop on him, and clicks him in a bit of sort of psychic energy, like an orange ball of energy. Goku can't move, is completely paralyzed, and Frieza says, yeah, this time, you, you might die. So he just flings him across like a like a like a ping ball, actually, and uh, <laughs> throws him to the planet so fast that it explodes and everyone thinks Goku's dead. But it's not because this is the middle of the synopsis. Goku manages to get out just in the nick of time, but his clothes are a little shredded, showing how fast he, he had to move. So he and Frieza say, yeah, this little tiptoeing of ours is starting to piss us both off, so let's just fight to the ground and start getting serious. Frieza makes, a, makes an option saying, you know what, here, how about this? I'm not going to use either of my hands. Is that fair? That, that that should make the game fun, right? Wouldn't you say? So Goku's like, okay, that's fine. He starts to stretch a little bit, takes off his orange shirt, and the fight starts to get a little bit more serious. Uh, at first, it's kind of a stalemate, and then Frieza starts to get the advantage. And then at one point, starts to strangle Goku with his own tail. So Goku looks like he's in a pinch, and then all of a sudden, he uh, relies on his ultimate move and chomping on Frieza's tail. 
So Frieza doesn't appreciate that, and especially when it gives Goku an advantage, and Goku starts to just wail on Frieza. Frieza finally submits to using his right fist and clocks him in the face, saying that his uh, bonus period has expired. Goku says, well, here's some advice. You're too confident. You're leaving yourself wide open. So Frieza says, you know, I'm having a lot of fun with you. You know, no one's pushed me this far. And I never, I never thought anybody was stronger than Captain Ginyu, let alone myself. Of course, you're not. And you're the first person to put this much damage on me besides my own parents. So before I kill you, let me ask you this. Would you like working for me? I, I, could, I could use a man of your capabilities. It would be a, a shame to destroy you. And Goku's like, <laughs> no, I won't be doing any of that. And Frieza's like, yeah, I know. All you, all you sayings are stupid. It's, it's in your genes. So let me tell you this. I know that you're, you're holding a lot of power back. And Goku's like, well, darn, I guess you figured that out. <laughs> and Frieza's like, yeah, yeah, it is funny. Because even when I put that into consideration, I think about, oh, half of my power should be able to turn you into cosmic space dust. And this, and this kind of like frightens Goku. He's like, wait, what? Uh, no, nah, I, I don't think that's true. You're a good bluffer, though. So while Gohan, Krillin, and Piccolo are watching from the distance, Frieza and Goku begin to stare off a little bit more. And then Goku gets in his head. Wait a minute. Maybe he's not bluffing. And then catches an elbow in the face. As Frieza like looks the other way, completely disinterested. So Goku's nose starts to bleed, and Frieza just starts kind of like... He doesn't take it very seriously, but shows how, how overwhelming his power is. He trips him, chokes him, and just socks him in the gut. And Goku starts to actually start to put on a heavy offensive and completely gets trashed around. He's outmaneuvered, Frieza's dodging everything he has, and he responds with, like, if Goku tries to punch once, Frieza responds with two or three hits. So, Goku begins to, like, run out of steam really, very quickly, and uh, up to a certain point, he just can't keep up with Frieza at all. He's just getting pounded on. Back on King Kai's place, uh, they're, they're wondering why Goku is losing, and Yamcha says, hey, is he wearing one of the weighted clothing that we give him? And he's like, no, 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 his, his clothing's durable, but it's not holding him down. And then Tien actually says, well, don't you guys worry. <laughs> Goku clearly has, is, is saving his, his ultimate technique for last. Remember the Kaioken? At this point, he should use a, up to a power of 10. And King Kai says, eh, it's funny you should mention that because he's been using that the entire time. Which is a big surprise for all of us. Yeah, King, King Kai just crushes everyone's dreams with that. Yeah, he's, he's already been doing it, and it kind of flashes back to, oh, yeah, okay, here's him with the kind of the red glow to it. And, you, yeah, you realize that the situation's pretty dire at this point. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Um, so, yeah, we actually, as Jesse said, we actually see Goku using Kaioken and a desperate move to just keep up with Frieza, blocking and dodging, and, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't hold up. And at one point, Frieza knocks him out, and the Kaioken just, just evaporates from his body. And to prove even more of a point, after Tien and King Kai are saying, Tien says, what? He's already using the Kaioken times 10? And King Kai says, yeah, it's, it's, it's hopeless. He can't keep up with Frieza at all. We're all screwed. And uh, Frieza makes an exclamation to this point by pulling up two of his fingers and shredding through the entire planet. He doesn't attack Goku with it. He just uses it as an example. and cut, It's basically an energy dagger cutting throughout the planet. And Goku and the rest are just astounded by the amount of power it takes to do that. Goku's like, just what an attack. And Frieza says... I told you, I can destroy this entire planet with ease. You know, it's what I did to planet Vegeta. And so Goku just looks back and just talks to himself. Damn it. He's got me. I can't win. So, while Krillin's wondering what else Goku can do, Piccolo says he has no tricks. There's too big of a power discrepancy between their respective reserves. 
So uh, what follows is Goku basically getting the crap beat out of him even more. And uh, Frieza at one point thrusts him into the ocean. And it just, just starts firing energy beams so Goku actually can't get out of the ocean to catch a breath. So while Goku is running out of air, he desperately tries to find a point where he can grab some air. And once he sticks his head up, Frieza kicks it back down and it's holding him under underwater. So Goku, he's literally drowning Goku to death. So Goku actually passes out at one point and starts to have some sort of crazy hay dream. Uh, he sees Nemec all destroyed, all burnt up, all the buildings destroyed. And he sees Krillin, uh, Krillin's corpse, apparently wide-eyed and dead. And he just screams, Krillin! Krillin! And he sees these crazy images of Gohan running, running by, screaming out for his dad. And he sees uh, on planet Earth being attacked and Chi-Chi screaming out for Goku. And while Frieza's laughter is being echoed th- throughout in the background, we see images of all of Goku's friends laughing as the screen goes fades slowly to white. And then the entire planet exploding. This causes Goku to wake up and burst out of the ocean, much to Frieza's surprise, as he didn't know he- where that power came from. So Goku at this point is just seething with anger and energy and just screams and just says, Listen to me. For Go- Gohan, Chi-Chi, Planet Namek, and everyone else, I absolutely will not lose! And just charges up his Kaioken as, as hard as he can. He's like, less than 50% power or not. I don't care. The only thing I have left to do is a 20 times Kaioken! And just charges up his power level to that much. He's using Kaioken times 20 now. And it proves to be effective as he just clocks Frieza right across the face. And the entire time he's saying, ka me ha May and shoots a Kamehameha blast right at Frieza. Frieza tries to block it with one hand stretched out, but it's too much power for him to really anticipate. And Frieza just screams, and it looks like he shoots an energy blast to explode it before he actually can hit him. And there's a gigantic explosion. Goku is frozen in the air with, with his fist still, um, with his hand still stretched out for the Kamehameha. And Frieza's hand is like burnt nearly to a crisp, but he's still he's still very much alive and not all that affected by it. While Goku is standing there, he's like, impossible. This is impossible. Freeze is enraged for the fact that Goku has pushed him this far. Before we get to that point, before we get on to our thoughts, there's a bit of a side story. Uh, a rather weird side story that uh, Jesse shall now get into. So, uh, so what are we talking about, Jesse? To divert from all this epic action and drama we cut earlier in the episode and i'm i can't quite remember where it's oh it doesn't matter first but it is jarring when it happens because we find out what's happening to bulma during this time (laughs) (laughs) we cut to her and she's like sitting near a lake lamenting the fact that she's gonna die and that what did she say the most beautiful flowers with her first (laughs) <laughs> she's very modest and she she leans down and she's thinking to herself how how sad it is when a Namekian frog jumps onto her face <laughs> and she thinks huh, how can I die in loneliness and solitude with you and she hears more riveting and at this point she notices there's a large contingent of frogs who are just for some reason drawn to her <laughs> she's that beautiful yeah, so she is just royally mad at this point. And we cut back to the fight, and then sometime after that, we cut to her on her, I guess it's a motorcycle thing, yeah. 
she's apparently abandoned the frogs, and she's in a rather good mood, and she's talking to someone. She's like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm great. I found, found you. I'm so happy, and you don't really know how to treat a girl, and you are a great friend. Oh, I can't, I'm so happy now. Like, well, who is she talking to? Hmm, we don't know. Well, one frog in particular is latched onto the back of her bike and holding on, and we cut back to a flashback. So we're we're now on a flashback of a side story that's irrelevant to the main plot. (laughs) Awesome. To Bulma on the lake, griping about the rest of the frogs when she's trying to rinse her face off, reaches down with a towel, and lo and behold, her new friend... Picks the frog, picks the towel up, and brings it to her. And they, they kind of bond over that moment. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. And at this point, <laughs> we don't know who this mysterious frog is. Well, we have an idea. <laughs> yeah, one guess. But uh, this this entire tangent here, I was just rolling. I find it... I, we're going to continue, but I, I just find it like hilarious how... Boma's like been alone this entire time and like it is it is funny. It's cheesy but it's funny how like, you know, oh I found this one person that's like, you know, one of the most powerful enemies they've ever gone up against. And she ha- she is none the wiser. No, not at all. And it's it's almost like a kind of a commentary on the fact that hey, what the hell has Boma been doing this entire time? Because she's like, oh, I've been so alone. It's like yeah, you were kind of forgotten about almost. Yeah, exactly. After she got the dynamic, she does nothing. But it, I, we expressed before, like, I was surprised this was left in. I was uh, stunned. With Kai. Yes. Because watching Kai, this this is the kind of stuff they would cut traditionally. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Like, like, this is nowhere near the original story. And, like, when I was, like, making this, and I just, uh, as a brief aside, when I was making the uh, the schedule for the uh, recording, I realized, like, Kai's episodes... The, the title included, like, what, what was it? And Kenya was back? I was like, oh, what? <laughs> they kept this. And I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's highly amusing. And um, and uh, what, what, what proceeds to happen is actually interesting. You want to say, like, like just like, like what proceeds to happen to her and, like, what happens to the frog? Oh, uh, yeah. I'll, uh, you want me to go ahead and... Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we can just, like, we can, like they, just uh, finish it up and we'll get onto it later. So she... Her and Ginyu Frog, who... It turns out to be. I mean, there's no guess with that. Yeah, spoiler. They're, they're sitting by a rock and enjoying some food when she gets the bright idea that, hey, well, well first she gives him food, then she gives him chocolate, and he starts to cry over this. Oh, God. <laughs> His eyes are to Like, do you want some of this? And he, ah! <laughs> and he jumps and catches the uh, the chocolate. It's, it's rather awesome. But she's like, well, you know what? I'm such a genius. I'll make a translator for you after asking if he can understand her. And he goes, yes. So she, in no time flat, she whips up a translator for Ginyu Frog. <laughs> and this is just what you would not want to do. So she puts it on, and the first thing Captain Ginyu does is use his signature move to transport himself into her body. <laughs> I love that because I forgot, I haven't seen this in a while, so I was watching it. Like, he wastes no time. No, it's literally on him, and like the first thing he says is blah, and, it, and he says, "I'm sorry, my my young young woman friend. This is it was simply a ruse to, to get your body." So basically, Boma got played by Captain Ginyu, like a chump. Yes, and so he, I don't I don't know what his plan was. He just rides off on the motorcycle, just 
exasperating about how happy he is to have another body. <laughs> and Bulma's latched on to the back. And in Frog, like, she has an inner monologue as a frog, which her first and main complaint is that she's now ugly. And her outer beauty does not match her inner beauty. God, for someone so smart, she's very stupid. So that, that's what she's mainly concerned about. <laughs> not, you know, being in a frog's body at all. Oh god! Uh, but yeah, uh, that is about it for the for I guess for the first half of the synopsis. They they do come back to, into play later. Right, that's right. And more hilarity ensues. Yeah, uh, I don't know why he didn't just kill her after after he turned turned into Bulma. I, you would think that he would know. Okay, well, she she's out of the equation. But let me go ahead and get rid of her just to be sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just this guy, I mean, that is the character he is. I mean, obviously, we can't kill off Bulma. <laughs> Bulma would never be killed off in Dragon Ball Z. But, uh, like, I, I just find it, like, like, uh, it, I mean, he was, does he not, I guess, I guess because he figures that, you know, there are other fighters and there's a freeze out there, would he never want to, like, I don't know, risk that happening to him again? But I, 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 I understand the in-character reason why, because we can't have Bulma die, but, like, it's just well, that's all. That's all of my problems gone. Away you go, and like she, he just like basically kicks her like not even a foot away, so she can easily follow him. Yeah, oh. I thought was that well, you realized that they thought they got rid of you, and you were able to come back and switch bodies. So wouldn't you want to get rid of that chance from her happening? But he's getting. He's not necessarily the uh, the cream of the crop here. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I suppose, like, uh, he can't figure out that the same thing's going to happen to him twice. Spoilers, it does. But um, I do like, he, he does have some choice lines. Like, um, I like how when he, when he like, it examines Bulma's body, he's like, if this form weren't totally inappropriate for dancing, as he, like, feels up her boobs, <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, first like, of all. What are, his, what are his prerequisites for being appropriate to dance? I know, it's like, it's like well, first of all, it's like, hey, women can't dance. And then it's like, you know, uh... I guess, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> Bulma's like weighing him down with that or whatever. I just, uh, it's crazy. I, 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 I cracked up. I mean, I knew it was coming, but I cracked up. Like, first of all, Bulma and Kai is especially dumb in this scene, but like, he just, <laughs> seconds, like, she's, what's it, what, oh, does it work? Can you say anything? Change now! <laughs> and seeing the frog do it really did make me laugh. Oh, man. I guess like this is this is probably the least annoying filler I will say because it does something with the characters that is it's not delaying this well it is kind of delaying the story but I mean you know, I I am kind of interested in what happens to Bulma you know I, I don't I would rather her doing something than like or at least having something done to her than just her kind of stick around until she's need until she needs to be useful again so yeah I, I actually am in the other day glad that this was Captain Kai. and at this point I th I don't think there's necessarily a problem with a little bit of filler. So I'm like, okay, you know, it's, it's it's a distraction from the main series, or from the main fight, which it is a lot of fighting. These episodes are nothing but fighting, and it's, I personally, like, I enjoy, you know, a, a slight distraction, and some comedy thrown in there, because it's a dire situation currently. Yeah, uh, let's get into the fight, Um, and uh, I want to go with you first, I know I always do, but uh, as, as somebody coming into this fresh, and I really, um, you know, just, just lay it all out there. Um, up to this point, up to like where Goku uh, is fighting, uh, I guess, 50% 50 Frieza and like, you know, fails to use the Kaioken. Up to that point, going into it, what were your thoughts on the fight as, as, it, as it was going, as it was developing? 
<clears throat> well, going into it, you know, you, the uh, it starts off really strong, I think, with uh, with both characters getting a feel for each other, and it's never expressed. You know, you even said it, it wasn't expressed. They didn't come out and say it, but you you kind of get that. You get the gist of what they're doing here. Mm-hmm. Go, you know, Frieza has never fought anyone this strong before. He'll, he'll, he's said that plenty of times, and also Goku, he's been out of the fight as far as expressing this much of his power. So there's a lot of that kind of mental play going in, which I liked. And then just from a visual standpoint, it starts off the fighting, and then on top of that, they, I think it ends with them on a crack of the earth that's left from the destruction they have. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And then they look, or Krillin and Gohan look back, and there's a plume of smoke, and they're just like amazed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. And to me, for, for especially for a villain like Frieza, who's been being fought for episodes long now, every character's had their chance at him, you kind of think, okay, is it going to be more of the same? But it seems the stakes were really, really raised for this fight. As it should be, since this is Goku. You know, this is the... Final fight, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is the, the end of the, the saga, basically. Yeah. We're, 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 at, we're, in, we're in the downslope of the Frieza saga. Um... A lot of things uh, into this. Uh, first of all, I mean, as you as you're going by and you were saying, you know, Goku's back into it. It made me think that, like, throughout Dragon Ball Z, maybe except for the Raditz fight, we've not really seen Goku fight all that much in the long stretch of things. Because when he was fighting Nappa, he was basically overpowering him, like, 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 uh, bit by bit. And when he was fighting Vegeta, uh, aside from that brief, awesome, famous, you know, iconic bout he had with Vegeta. It was he kind of he kind of quickly like like came in and came out with the Kaioken because the Kaioken really drained him, so we're seeing him kind of like expand more at least in Dragon Ball Z because obviously we saw him fight all the time in Dragon Ball, but uh, in this, uh, I'm I'm sort of like kind of trying to get into your perspective and looking at you know this is the most we've probably seen from him up to this point I would say yeah um, coming from fighting the Ginyu Force, mm-hmm. coming from fighting particularly Captain Ginyu. Straight into fighting, well, you know, obviously re- recuperating, straight into fighting Frieza himself. You are seeing more of Goku than I've, I've seen in the series before, and especially when he's at a higher power level than he, he was the last time we really saw him fight. Yeah, exactly. And so to me, it's, it's, it's still kind of seeing the same trope of Goku's disappearing and coming back, disappearing and coming back, but it's not as noticeable because it's well done. Yeah, uh, I don't. Th- I, th- I don't think I mentioned it last time, but again, we have another scene of Goku arriving, <laughs> quote unquote, in the nick of time. Which I mean, I did actually mention last uh, episode that that is the last time that happens, to my knowledge. I have, I okay, uh, watching this fight bit by bit. You can, uh, as you said, there's a lot of electricity. There's a lot of tense tension around it because these are like you know the strongest people in the universe fighting, like you know just duking it out. So there's a lot of hype going into this, and there's a lot of you know anticipation, and you can feel it. You can feel it develop itself throughout the fight just by you know them testing each other. Going back and watching it, and kind of like knowing where it goes, it is a bit slow for me for the first half. I will say that like, I do think that like I get, like I kind of breeze through the first part of that synopsis because, I mean there are parts where you know like where they're in fight Frieza fights with zero hands and Goku has the underwater Kamehameha. Those bits, which are which are very interesting and fun to watch, but I do think that like this this fight is a little bit kind of like 
to me, it doesn't actually get really interesting until Frieza stops kidding around and beats Goku up. And I think that, like, I've been listening more and more to the uh, Kanzenshu guys with, and um, a lot of their past episodes going because And I've listened to, like, uh, Mike Vigito EX when he wrote into our, on our Facebook page, recommended the manga review of awesomeness, where they go over bit, volume by volume by the manga. And um, they, they go over this, this, this volume that we're going over, which covers Piccolo versus Frieza form 2 to Goku using the Kaioken as 20. And in that one, they said that they thought it was really kind of like uneventful and slow, uh, just by the pacing, not so much by what happens into it, because I don't think it is uneventful, because obviously the whole thing with Vegeta and the transforming, I don't think you can possibly say it's uneventful. But I do think that like the pacing is a little bit inconsistent because we have Goku and Frieza kind of playing around. You know, there's no real, there's no real, you know, there's no question. I mean, Goku gets some hits in when he's fighting him. Uh, when Frieza's not using his hands, but there's not really any sense that, like, you know, they're taking it 100% seriously until Frieza clocks him and then uses 50%. So up to that point, it is a little bit kind of, I'll say, kind of wish it was, I, I wish the characters were taking it a little bit more seriously up to that point, because after you see it, at least from my perspective, I kind of wish that a little bit more was going on. Hmm. See, I thought of it more as a slow burn. Particularly yeah. on like Frieza's part, because throughout the episode, it, it comes off like he's having fun, like he legitimately is enjoying being tested like this. And oh, even he even says so. Now I think that uh, Goku's he has more of his his typical. Oh yeah, you know I I just love being in a fight. I guess mm -hmm. that you know that we discussed earlier his kind of zeal for the battle, which. Is a little jarring when he comes in and he gets so pissed off so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, you know, you were just enjoying it. And maybe maybe you could say he's having conflicted feelings about that. But still, it is a little jarring on that end. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I didn't get the feeling that it was uh, slow or that it was it was kind of uneventful. But like I said, you know, that's that's a different – you have a different perspective than I, so – yeah, I do, and I'm, I'm not saying that like it is. It's, that's just kind of like how I take into it. Because I remember like in the in the days you know leading up to this. Because obviously like by the end of this episode we're gonna get into some major major stuff. But in the up to that, I was like kind of just going over my notes. I'm like I'm like I'm not exactly sure what all I have to say about this first half because it's you know we can say you know it's cool that Frieza checked him in the in the ball. It's cool that you know Goku bit his tail. It does uh, seem like it goes by quicker than. The second half. Like, the second half is where more major events happen. Yeah. Or is, okay. it, is, is what I, I think. That, and also, I do really enjoy when Frieza does the... He pretty much puts the crack in the earth. Yes, that's... That, I love that moment. It's like, 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 come on, you can't... Look what I can just do. And Goku actually says, yeah, I can't, I can't win. Which I don't think Goku's ever said before. Uh, I, 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 I reserve the right to be proven wrong on that. But, uh... I really don't think. I mean, Goku's. I don't think Goku's ever said, uh, "You beat me," or, or that. Actually, he, he did say that with Vegeta, uh, when Vegeta, before Vegeta paralyzed him. But whatever. But most of the time, it's not his character to say, "I can't win." So, especially put him against the wall like that, where like Frieza has so much more energy. I mean, again, I'm not. I'm not saying this is flat out bad. And I and I and it's it's you can see what Toriyama's doing here because he is building up the fight. He is kind of like working. He's using the tension kind of work out how he wants to do the fight, you know, working a, ch a chapter ahead of the time, you can see 
how he's kind of, you know, kind of edging it out. He doesn't want Goku to get a clear advantage. He doesn't want Frieza to get a clear advantage at, at the start, but he wants to make, make it interesting, which is why he holds off Frieza actually taking it seriously until, like, the middle. Um, I think that, like, I mean, and I do think it's fun to watch, but at the end of the day, I think that, like, it's just hard to kind of, like, describe besides Dragon Ball Z, again, and I think we said this at the very beginning of the show, of, of our series, that, like, Dragon Ball Z, if nothing else, it's it's just like the '60s Batman show is basically you know the campy Batman show. Dragon Ball Z has rather a notorious reputation for being like a uh, a bunch of fighting and then a bunch of a, a bunch of nothing, and which is why Kai was created in the first. Well, not music why, but besides money, but like a big part of Kai just cuts out a lot of the uh, the nothing, the, the no, exactly the nothing. Just a lot of the slow pace. I mean, in the original anime. This fight moves like, like a glacier. It really, really does. And like I remember as a kid, that 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 slow pace really builds attention. Cause you're, I remember, I literally remember, I was on the edge of my seat every single episode for this, and it works. But at the same time, there does come a point where it's like you know, I do want more to happen. And um, again, I'm not I'm not saying that is that is absolutely the case. Like you know, objectively, but up up to when Frieza uses fifty percent. That was my that was my feeling having seen it over and over having seen it at least before, and going through it again for analysis. I was like, you know, analytically, I wish more were happening than what it is. Best just you know. Now, opinion. I to me, I think the turning point in the fight is when Vegeta smack. I mean, uh, Frieza smacks. I pulled it on when Fri- <laughs> Frieza smacks uh, Goku after he said he's not going to use his hands. I would agree. Oh, uh, oh, after, uh, you know, I would agree that too because right after that is when he starts taking it seriously and like mm-hmm. he shows Goku's power, you know, getting the best of Frieza. It oh. would, it, yeah. If you ask me, it shows the, yeah, not only that, but also Frieza is putting in more effort than he thought he'd have to. Yeah, and yeah. I, it's it's almost looking his face almost seems like he realizes also like, you know, oh, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna punch him. It's like, oh wait, I I wasn't gonna do that. He made me react. And he's like, okay, I have to end this now. Like he's getting annoyed with it. It's no longer become the game that he liked. Yeah, because I remember when I was watching it again in my notes, I was like, you know, okay, the I'm, judging by how Frieza fought Vegeta, and because uh, we know at this point that Goku clearly has no chance against Frieza now, why is he deal- why is he playing around with him? And then the Frieza actually just says, you know, I'm having fun with this. I've never fought anybody so tough. I'm I'm enjoying myself. So you can tell you see him like playing with a toy, but once. Goku starts to hit his pride and, you know, like, get him off guard. That's when he's like, okay, screw it. And, like, you know, he says, you know what? You're not that strong, and I bet not even 50% of my power can beat you. And I think he, later on he actually says, you know, I'm not even using 50. I'm, I'm, like, using, like, a third or something. Yeah. Which is interesting. I'm, I'm not sure this is in the manga, but whatever. But, but uh, I mean, I will say that, like, uh, I, I think that, like, you're, I think you're right because it, it, it brings about what happens next. But once he... Uh, uses 50% of his power and just knocks out Goku. I love that sequence because it it really works well. Like, I love... I, I love the animation because Goku looks like he's really, really desperately trying to get control and he's not. And, like, it... it, it uh, a lot of it just... I think that at that point, Freeze is really threatening. He actually looks kind of scary at, at certain points. Um, I remember at one random point, for some reason... I, I, no, for no reason, lightning strikes him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Lightning's like striking around, and I was—is—is is he powering up? What's going on here? He's like, no, he just randomly got struck by lightning. Okay, hmm. scary. I don't remember. Does Freeze a power up in this show? 
Like, have, have we seen him like do the aura thing? Maybe when he's flying oh, in, his, in his little in his little ball at first form. But I'm trying to think like, well, yeah, he did against Vegeta after the Dragon Balls went to stone. I'm trying to think since then. Can you think of any time? No, I haven't. Uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Okay, not that it really matters. It's just kind of like whether his te- telekinetic powers kind of like imbue his strength or where he's like every other fighter. At the beginning, like before Go- Gohan, Krillin, and Piccolo flee, there's a brief flashback in the, uh, I, don't th- I don't think it's in Kai. It may have been Kai. But uh, I know this is filler that was cut out where Gohan buries a bunch of Namics. Like when Goku's like calling out Frieza, he's saying, you're, you're such a tool. <laughs> Gohan remembers that. Uh, and when Krillin and Piccolo fly off and they say, come on, Gohan. From At one point, this is an animation thing. Krillin's costume goes from the armor to his orange uh, getup. Really? Yeah, I, maybe Kai fixed that, but like I remember, I remember like very well because I watched I watched a lot of the original episodes. I may not have even noticed that if uh, it wasn't there. He was like he was kind of far out from the shot, but like he like he turns around and yells back at Gohan. He can clearly see that like he's wearing the absolute wrong clothing. I don't know why that was done. Huh? Uh, uh, we're talking about filler with Bulma. We have some more filler on Earth, which is interesting, but a little bit more on the on the pointless side. Uh. Chi-Chi at one point gets so fed up with Goku and Gohan being gone that she actually tries to fight an Namek herself. And gets, uh, <laughs> really? It's her and Master Roshi and Yajirobe and Puar the cat and Oolong the pig all like in space gear like Bulma was wearing and getting into like a spaceship to try to fight an Namek. But because Chi-Chi's so anxious and you know, isn't actually paying attention to how to work the controls, the, the, the spaceship never takes off. And like there's, lo- there's lots of comedy with them. <laughs> Running around, it's it. it I, I, again, I, I like it showing the the other characters that they do exist, but uh, obviously there wasn't much to, to that besides more than, besides that. Yeah, uh, the, the I could see all those people getting there and being of no <laughs> of no support whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, I like the fact that like uh, and this is in the original series. Uh, the 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 rest of the, the other Z fighters, the weaker Z fighters, <laughs> the humans. On, on uh, King Kai's planet, like like c- providing commentary for the fight, because this this all h- hangs on them. It's their freaking fault that they're there in the first place, and they would want to know yeah. what's going on. <laughs> so uh, going into like the whole Kaioken bit, I like the fact that even though we never see uh, Tien being trained the Kaioken, you know them being there for so long, they would, they would, they would at least have known about it. So he says, "Remember the Kaioken," basically reminding the viewers and the readers. <laughs> He's like, in case you forgot. Goku still has this, which I I think would be a logical standpoint. If Goku gets beat on, he should automatically use that because he did it against Vegeta. What did you think about the fact that, that Kai revealed that, or not Kai, but King Kai revealed that he was doing it all along? What did you think about that? I thought that was clever uh, because I had thought about that. I was like, well, you know, can he still use the Kaioken technique? And then to to go back and say he's been doing that already. Like, oh, oh, crap. That just kind of adds more of the... The tension, yeah. The tension, and then makes it, you know, that much more desperate. Like, okay, yeah, he's been doing that, so he's more screwed than you thought he was. I agree in that I think it's a it's a really good uh, kind of scare. It's like, because, it, I mean, at this point, we, we've seen Goku use Kaioken times four as a, as a highest, and even then, that was that was higher than high. And now, obviously, he's stronger than that. I think he actually said on space, I could probably handle Kaioken times ten, but we've not seen it. So Yeah, that did come out of the blue when... Yeah, I think it was Yamcha said, or was it Tien said? Well, he can use the Kaioken up to times 10. And I was like, well, when could he do times 10? But yeah, I, just, and I thought, okay, well, he's stronger now. So, yeah, clearly he'd be able to use more. 
Yeah, like, like I think he's, I think in the story he's actually talking about it like he can like that's already so, I mean, he's uh the I'm gonna just read this out because I think it, like it's more understandable here in the in the original comic he says not to worry Goku will win this battle. Have you forgotten about the Kaioken? At his level of training, he should be able to multiply his power up to a factor of ten. Okay, uh, that's that's much more, much clearer than how it, how I remember it say, being said in the anime. Yeah, I think the anime just says, you know, well, what about the Kaioken of ten? <laughs> he always does that. Where <laughs> it's like, shut up. <laughs> um, I will say though that like I think that the. the as a story point, it's, it's cool. I think the way they go about it is a little clumsy, and it's partly on the manga's fault because Kyle Ken is animated by Goku having a, a fiery red uh, power aura around him, as we've all, we've seen that every time he uses it. And I don't think that he's ever done that until after uh, Tien says that. And I think it's a little bit of a cheat. Um, what do you think? Uh, you know, that's what I thought. I was like, well, wouldn't we have seen him do that? And it's kind of like, oh, well, you, you, know, you just didn't mention it. And I was like, well, or you just didn't, you missed it. You didn't see it. It's your fault. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking, well, you know, like, I guess you can kind of say, okay, who's moving so fast? Him and Vegeta, him and Frieza moving so fast that you couldn't see it. Yeah, but there, there's kind of no ambiguity. Ambiguity? And can't think right now, yes. But with that, because you you pretty much see him not do, you don't see him doing. So there's there's no le- kind of leeway with that. I don't think so. It, it's pretty much a cheat to the audience. Yeah, uh, and and this is this is it's even it's a bigger cheat in the manga because again again even in the manga like like uh, the first time we see it, it's colored that it's red and it's a big aura. And the manga at no point and like literally even after Tien says it, at no point do you see Goku with the Kaioken aura around him. In the anime, you do, which I like because it zooms in on the fight and says, you know, this is where the fight is right now. He's literally doing it. So I, I, mean, I like that better. I, I honestly think that, like, it's it's a bit of a cheat. But it is a, it's a good story point. I'm not, and I'm not trying to, like, I think I'm kind of sounding overly overtly negative on this episode. Like, I, I just didn't like anything. But I'm kind of just trying to really rethink how the story, uh, and, uh, I, I don't want to say develops itself again, but, you know, kind of. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it, well, in the conversation, to me, it's coming off like you're you're trying to critique the episode as you should. You know, I I don't want to listen to podcasts or nothing, but it was great. Here's why it was great. This fight was awesome. <laughs> you got to bring more to it, and I think you are. I mean, yeah, I'm not just 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 because I, mean, I I can be very negative on other podcasts, namely the, the Batman Universe comic cast. But like, I really am like you know, I mean, it's probably get to one of my favorite moments in the entire saga. Um, but before we get into mine, what did you, what did you, what did you think about, uh, um, the whole bit where Freeze's drowning Goku, Goku, uh, goes crazy <laughs> and then comes out with Kaioken, pushes all the times 20. What'd you think about all that, that stuff? I loved it. I, I thought it was cool. I liked that it showed all the characters. It had kind of a, I guess a slideshow of basically everybody he cares about. And you could <laughs> kind of see like. Okay, Goku's getting pissed off now. He's no longer, you know, all happy-go-lucky. I did think it was a little abrupt, like I said earlier. Him going from being, oh, wow, I thought I was winning, but I'm not, ha-ha, to, oh, I'm angry now. Like, oh, okay, dude, did you just realize the stakes that you're fighting for now? But <laughs> I think that's that's a character core of him that I've come to accept. Yeah, yeah, he, he's mood swings. Um, but I guess with, with doing Kaioken times 20... 
he'd be doubling his power. So he he's I like that he's a lot closer to uh, Frieza's level now. He can he can he actually lands a few few blows on him. But yeah. I you know it's it's still not going to be enough basically. And you know that's when he drown you know he drowns him before that, which I think is pretty vicious just to try to try to drown someone with your foot and that weird foot toe thing he has <laughs> for the kids yeah i i'm I, I in my notes that like freeze is more concentrated on terrorizing goku than just flat out murdering him and i think that's 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 speaks to me of his character absolutely like that's totally something he would do um because as, as i'll they want to mention this was completely different in the manga um really yeah and like and the same thing happens but it happens differently which is interesting it's not like you know there's filler or anything like that uh, technically there is, but the, the the way it works out is that you know like uh, at the beginning of the chapter, Frieza beats on Goku. Um, then he then he slices the earth. Goku says, "Crap, I can't win." Piccolo says, "Crap, Goku can't win." And uh, Tien and King Kai are saying, "Crap, Goku can't win." Goku then Goku actually starts like talk, like like thinking to himself. Like we actually see like in his inner monologue, like uh, if this were like a, if this is like you know like a Marvel comic or whatever, we would say like, you know thought captions. But like he's thinking, you know. He's not going over, over his head. He's like, I, okay, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I could increase Kaioken to 20 times. Uh, I don't know if my body can handle that. If he has 50% power, I, I can't win anyway. I, I got to take the chance. So he's kind of like, you know, mulling over in his head. And then he just, out of desperation, says, please let him be bluffing. And then just powers up to tw times 20. And then that's when everything that happens, happens. Whereas in the anime, um, he, like, you know, he gets drowned. Has a has like you know some sort of nightmare of all his friends dying, and then like you know just gets pissed off and pushes it to, t to times twenty anyway, which I do like better because it is a lot more dramatic. Um, I th I think the, I, I like the way it is in the manga because it is out of, almost out of desperation. This one is a lot more like you know like, like I don't care how strong you are. It's almost him refuting him saying he can't win. It's like you know him being a lot more determined about that hallucination sequence i found it interesting uh and again this is sort of like a, a dragon ball uh not a callback but like you know krillin krillin's body in that sequence <laughs> sort of the chilling sequence it actually reminded me a lot of when he died the first time because he was in that exact pose i think which actually might be kind of creepy hearing but like yeah he was like in this, this wide-eyed just dead looked which uh, which would make sense uh did now did goku yeah go see that when he died the first time? Yeah. Uh, okay, so that that would kind of make sense that that's what he would relate to, you know, Krillin dying, is he he would think about what he saw before. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, like um, that, not getting into specifics, but like the way... <laughs> just, just the way Krillin died the first time, after uh, the world tournament where Goku went up against Tien, um, the tournament's over, they're all going out to eat. Goku says, oh, I forgot my Dragon Ball. Krillin says, oh, good, I'll be right back. And then, like, seconds later, he's dead. <laughs> because he's Krillin. <laughs> um, Goku finds his, his body and, like, you know, gets completely upset, like, just pissed off. Uh, and as, as we find out later on, Goku does not like Krillin dying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and when we see the uh, cast of characters, I, 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 I like that they're bringing Chi-Chi more. Because we don't actually see Goku's, you know, we actually don't see Chi-Chi and Goku's mindset a lot. So I thought that was nice. Because, you know, he does have a wife. Yeah, it's, um, it's barely mentioned, but they showed Launch, didn't they? Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, the, the blue-haired chick. I was like, oh, hey, that's that's interesting. Okay, Kinda yeah. Kind of blue. Cause, I mean, because I, I, I watched this version on Kai. I saw, because in the original version, they showed Launch's uh, 
yellow-haired form where she, you know, she sneezes, her, her hair turns yellow, and she's all violent. And I thought in Kai they cut that out. Um, but uh, if you saw that, I mean... Well, I saw her blue... I don't... I saw blue-haired form. I don't know if... Uh, okay. So I distinctly remember seeing blue hair, and I was like, oh, hey, that's Launch. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. I want to look... I want to check that back out, because that's, that's wild. Well, I wonder why they would change that. Maybe it's because Goku rather her, prefers her nicer form than her evil form, but... I mean, unless I'm just, like, just saw that it was launched and just assumed, like, it was blue, but, uh... Well, it's cool, because, I mean, literally, I have my notes, and launch is cut out, but she's not cut out. And, like, I like the fact that, like, they have him thinking about launch, because that is, you know, all of his all of his friends. Even though, up to this point, he's he'll never see her again. <laughs> and hasn't seen her in years. But, I mean, you know, obviously, everybody he loves is in danger because of Frieza attacking the Earth. So that, and and I, and I like to find out that the final image is on is on Chichi and then Gohan and then he snaps and I think that like Kai did a really good job editing it because the the white fade out from his friends wasn't in the original version it's just you know like you see all his friends you see Frieza and then the place explodes and he opens his eyes so like the digital effect of whiting out everybody I thought was really cool I thought it was it was nice uh, symbolism um, now this uh, this Kaioken scene. Uh, Again, uh, it's one of my favorite scenes. This really is in the, my top personal top three favorite scenes in the in the in the, in the uh, Frieza saga. Uh, they all involve Goku, and it just it just it's just really good. And like, there are different versions of the scenes. Obviously, there's the original Japanese version, uh, which I put on Facebook our Facebook page tonight because it's awesome. There's the Funimation version, which I really like. Then there's a Dragon Ball Z Kai version. Um, I it's hard for me to. I mean, and I, I know this is kind of hard because I'm listing different versions which you've not seen but like kind of like expounding on it i like the kai version a lot i will say though that like at this point the music's really starting to kill it for me uh i am not a fan of this 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 uh soundtrack as much as like uh the as i said before the, like the the bruce falconer rock and roll soundtrack of the the, the original dub and the japanese version which sounds like a, like a 70s western um <laughs> And I have, I, I can put on, if people want, I can put on different versions on the, uh, I'm not sure if I want to do it on this episode, but I'll put on different versions on the, on the Facebook page. Uh, I will say that the music in the scene is very good. I do like it. But by and large, I think, I think it's probably because they, they use a lot of repetition. They use a lot, they have a very limited, uh, the, uh, the composer, uh, Kenji Yamamoto, I think is the composer. And I think that the, the soundtracks are very limited. Like every single time there's a sad moment, you hear that like same kind of like, like, uh, choir where it's like Ooh. yeah i i did notice that actually while i'm watching one of these episodes uh, oh it's there's that motif again yeah they kind of put i mean i when i first heard that when yamcha died i thought wow that's really intense but like they do it again and again and again i mean i didn't like it it when was just you... yamcha oh <laughs> uh, we gotta have a we, we need that as a catchphrase it's just krillin it's just yamcha i still love from your last episode it it's only krillin <laughs> <laughs> That's that's gonna be my new uh, <laughs> demotivational poster. I'm gonna put make. <laughs> it's only Krillin. <laughs> Super Saiyan. Why? It's only Krillin. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I think it's, it's probably because of the limited soundtrack uh, uh, themes that, like, because I th- I'm pretty sure we've heard this theme before, but like, it it does work very well. And uh, Sean Schimmel, who voices Goku, just killed it in this in this version of Kai because. I think he does a good job in the original uh, dub when he first did the character. And this one, though, he sounds way more determined, way angrier. And just, it, uh, for comparison, like, like in the original dub, 
he 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 sounds determined, but I, I think it's mainly because of the dialogue, the dialogue, and um, when he's powering, he's like kind of like yeah, kind of like I kind of like he kind of drains on the voice. Whereas this version, and I'll, and I'll put this clip in there. He he sounds like he's like really screaming, like he's he has control over his power, and I think that's because because uh um. How, how many years he's been doing the character. There's actually a story, apparently, that, like, he once passed out screaming from voicing Goku. I've heard that somewhere. Um, one of my coworkers actually, he was like, oh, yeah, so you do a Dragon Ball podcast here? He's like, man, did you hear the story where the voice actor passed out from screaming? He passed out in the booth. I was like, what? I had not. So, yeah, that's, that's dedication there. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, how long has he been voicing the character? Like, what what was the gap between the original dub and then the Kai dub? Sean Schimmel voiced Goku. Uh, started on the you know, the Namek saga after the Ocean dub ended uh, from 1999, and he they went through the rest of the series. Um, he did Goku in Dragon Ball GT, 64 episodes. Uh, he went back, and he doesn't have much to do because it's only in, in the last saga where Goku is older. Like an older teenager, he voiced a character in that, like the 2013 Budokai when he was fighting Piccolo. He's done all the. He's in every game that's come out of uh, in this next gen, like you know, since since 2003, since the, since 2003, he's done every video game. He's um, probably done promotional material for the DVDs, I would imagine. He re, they the Funimation remastered their dub. Because they wanted to, they when they got better they wanted to remaster it from when they were a little bit more amateur, so he went back and voiced the character from the beginning of Dragon Ball Z from the Saiyan Saga to the point where he, he first started, uh, and dubbed over some of his own lines. So that's a lot of work, and he that might be it. And then he, then he's done Kai. So like I mean he's done a solid ever since so a, a solid uh, thirteen years work, and, he, and I remember even mentioning that like he wasn't sure whether he would return for Kai because he's voiced the character for so long so many times, and it's literally the same story he's doing. But like because they're using the original manga script, uh, more or less, and he's he's become he's gotten so much so far with his uh, talent as as a character, and I think he's done a, a fantastic job. So uh, I think all that experience made the scene really really work well because. He sounds so mad, and like when he just charged up with Kaioken, he's not draining on his voice. He's like he's actually saying, Hurrah! and I think it works um, works beautifully. And the animation's really good too. Yeah, and I I imagine as an actor, particularly a voice actor, someone who has to rely on one aspect to to get everything along, to get all the character beats along, just you know only the voice and only the mannerisms of inflammation and and tone that. Being able to come back more experienced and redo something would probably, to some extent, be good. You know, you, you would probably want to do that. To say, hey, I can do this better now. Let me give it another shot. Yeah. I know Christopher Sabat did that when they remastered the dub because his Vegeta, his original Vegeta voice sounded a lot like Brian Drummond. Like, kind of like, I think he was trying to just try to be that because he wasn't sure what to do with the character. I mean, I'm just assuming here. I don't know, I don't know him. But like so, when he remastered it, Vegeta's voice sounds like, sounds a lot more like it does now, where it's deeper, a little bit more regal, and Goku, Goku sounds a lot more like a, like a like a thoughtful character. I mean, it's not just the dialogue where he he kind of swears more, but he sounds like he's actually like he has more thoughts in his head than he did initially. Although I think by the end, by the time they were dubbing the uh, the, the Cell games in the Boo arc, I think by that time they were they got a pretty good handle on the characters. But when they're voicing the characters here and using different dialogue, it sounds a lot more professional. Hmm. I say we do that. We just go back and redub the first episode of the show. 
Uh, well, I'm not, I'm not listening to that in a while, so if I cringe, I might. <laughs> I haven't either, so I'd probably be the same. Like, ooh, ah, I don't know. Oh. Next to mention Kai. There we go. <laughs> that would be awesome. We need to redub one of us. I believe that might be it, because we're going to take a break now. I think that's it up to that point. I want to stop where Goku does Kaioken times 20. This is the final time that Goku uses Kaioken in the series. Uh, really? Yes. I remember you, you asking me about that. And this is the last time he does it when he just does uh, times 20 gets Frieza just in that burst. And as we see, you know, it just screws him over. Um, we will see him, him do it in the movies. I think he goes up to movie... I'm trying to think. Movie seven, possibly. I think I think I remember him doing movie six. I know I know he does in movie six, but I think movie seven, possibly. Movie six or movie seven, he still does it. But uh, yeah, this this is the final this is the final time that he does it in the, in the canon of the series. Um, so uh, <laughs> bye bye Kai. Okay, we we knew we knew you well and too little. Um, but uh, until then, I believe that's all the notes I have on that sequence. And um, unless you have anything else, we can uh, cut for a commercial break. Nope. All right. When we when we get back, uh, if you know what happens next, you want to come back. And obviously, you're, you're not going to like not listen to the rest of the podcast unless you just hate us by this point. But uh, yeah, it's not like a TV show. You just change the channel. I doubt anybody's like 
screw it, deleting this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully not. If you are, I'm, I'm sorry. We'll do better. Uh, but uh, until our better version of the show, <laughs> please enjoy this uh, ad for the podcast. Hello, boys and girls. It's your dear old Uncle Joker. We've got an internet access here in Arkham, so I'm doing a little browsing. Hmm, lolcats, lolcats, porn, lolcats. What's this? Bailey's Batman Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast devoted to everything Dark Knight Detective. Well, Michael Bailey, where's Bailey's Joker Podcast, eh? We'll see about that. Harley, get our things. We're going to Georgia. <laughs> hey everyone, Michael Bailey here asking you to check out my bi-weekly internet radio show, Bailey's Batman Podcast. Or at least I'm asking you to check it out while you still can until the Joker shows up on my doorstep. Bailey's Batman Podcast is a hodgepodge-type show where I discuss all aspects of the Dark Knight's history. Comics, movies, animation, even trading cards and action figures. Everything Batman-related is fair game, and yes, that does include the villains, which includes the Joker, so he won't kill me. New episodes drop every other Tuesday over at www.baileysbatmanpodcast.com. The site also has links to the iTunes page, the RSS feed, my Twitter handle if you're into the social media thing, and the Bailey's Batman Podcast Facebook page. Bailey's Batman Podcast is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Connection, which you can find at batmanpodcastconnection.wordpress.com. I really hope that's the UPS guy. Why can't I have Batman in my basement? I... I'm done for. Kakarot, how dare you give up? You're a Saiyan warrior. Take some pride in your heritage. I... I am not a Saiyan like you. Please, stop trying to convince yourself. You personify our race! Just stop! None of that matters now anyway. Even together we... <gasps> Vegeta! Where? The blood in your veins. That perfect instinct for battle. There's no denying what you are. Reach down deep. Feel the pain of those of us who fell. Your brethren were all decimated. Your homework lost. Does it not enrage you to stand before the man responsible for driving us to extinction? My father. Your father. Both gone. Dead. Killed by him, Lord Frieza. You are the last of our kind, Kakarot. Everything we were survives now only in you. And he won't rest until every trace of that has vanished. Because he's haunted every day and night by a single overriding fear. That the legendary Super Saiyan will rise up from the ashes and obliterate him. I dreamt 
I yearned to be the one to avenge us. Yet he battered and broke me just as he did the others. You cannot know the torment I died in. Unless you're the one to finish this, we'll be lost, lost forever to the memory of time. And we're back. When we last left off, Goku used up all of his energy in the 20 times Kaioken Kamehameha combo. And it did not as much as he expected. <laughs> uh, he's wiped out. His energy is completely gone by this point and, and, and it's dropping even lower by the second. Frieza is a little hurt, actually. He's a little bit more injured than he anticipated. He's not that, that badly hurt, even though he looks kind of damaged. But he's more angry than, than injured. And he's actually like, you know, that hurt. I almost felt that. And just, at this point, he's actually beating, Goku, beating up Goku out of principle and out of rage because he really is insulted the fact that Goku has pushed him this far. So he headbutts him something nasty. He elbows him. He just kicks him across the, 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 the landscape. And all the time, Goku's like, you know, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And Frieza's like, just, just, just absolutely pissed off and just, you know, just throwing him around. Uh, at this point, um, G Goku starts to get more hallucinations of, uh, Frieza, uh, nah, damn it, not again. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Frieza, because he's fighting Frieza. Vegeta is back. He's alive. No, he's not. He visits Goku naked. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does. <laughs> he does, I'm not making it up. Uh, Vegeta's popped into Goku's mind naked. <laughs> he's also, an adult. He's a child. He's an adult. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll say this as many times as we have to, to get across the point that it's weird. But um, Vegeta's uh, Vegeta with no clothes on is criticizing Goku. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vegeta says, Kakarot, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I gotta concentrate. Kakarot, you, you fool. Dip into your Saiyan pride. You can beat him. Use the blood of your Saiyan heritage. And Goku still is trying to reject his Saiyan heritage, saying, I'm not like you. It doesn't even matter. He's killing me. So, Vegeta actually gets as as emotional when he's not dying as as possible, saying like, "Listen, <laughs> he killed us. He killed all of all of all of your race. You have the pride. We all try. We all die." And he's and at this point, we see different versions of Vegeta. We see like a little Prince Vegeta as a kid. We see him as Grade Eight Vegeta. We see King Vegeta, and we even see his father, Goku's father, Barok, come in. And they all they all start saying the same thing. They say, you know, I thought I could beat him. I tried and I died. Don't let it happen to you. You can beat him. So Goku's like, okay, all right, let me do this. I can do this. So he raises his hands up, and just, just stretches his hands up and just poses for a while, not saying anything. And Frieza's like, what the hell are you doing? What's going on? Is this a trick? And Piccolo is like, what is Goku doing? I'm not sure. He doesn't have any energy left. What is he? Is he? Is he gone crazy? And Krillin actually ascertains, like, no, it's the, it's the Genki Dama, or uh, the Spirit Bomb. So, uh, so uh, he t he tells Piccolo, the, the the Spirit Bomb is gathering all life forms' energy throughout the planet and raising it into a ball of energy and slamming across an enemy. It's supposed to be the ultimate attack, even though it didn't kill Vegeta. But whatever, mention that. Uh, and Piccolo's like, you know, lousy King Kai. He didn't mention anything of like that to me. <laughs> and um. They're saying, but there's so little life left. So many Namekis are dead. Where is he getting the energy from? And they figure out that he's he's getting all the energy from around the universe. Any planets that are nearby Namek, he's actually drawing energy from them. 
from those planets, I should say. And they're saying, but I don't see the energy. And they look up in the sky, and there's this big glowing ball. You know, at first it was just an, an energy an energy orb in Goku's hand, making his hand glow on Earth. But now it's like this actual like big thing. That's, I think it said 50 meters in diameter. That might be that might not be right. Uh, let me check on that. Yeah, uh, 100 150 feet across. So that's way bigger. So um, a meter's like what three foot. So yeah, yeah, it's I, pretty I huge. Yeah, it's way bigger. I don't I don't want to get my metric system messed up. Uh, but but the entire time Goku's struggling because he has to keep across the fact that he's not actually gaining en- energy while Frieza wails on him. So Frieza's just confused and upset. He's like like I'm tired of this crap. I'm killing you now. So he just beats Goku across and beats on him and beats on him and beats on him. Piccolo and the others realize that Goku can't keep this up for long. So uh, he says, "Gohan, Krillin, give me your remaining energy. Just pour it all into me." So uh, before Frieza came uh, gained the upper hand. Piccolo decides to launch a full-on attack on Frieza so he can distract him while Goku uh, gains energy for the spirit bomb. While this is happening, Frieza knocks Goku in a, close to a lake, and uh, before he starts to blast him away, he realizes that there's a glowing bit of light in the reflection of the water. He looks up and says, That's not the sun. That's the... <laughs> what, what, what is that? What, what is this? <laughs> and Goku's like, Crappy nose. So, uh, as the others realize that Frieza's uh, clicked onto what's been going on, Frieza says, okay, I get it. You were going to throw this at me, weren't you? Well, you're never going to get the chance, and puts his death beam finger right in Goku's face. Goku tries to get a punch at him, but Frieza just catches it and says, ha ha ha, nice try, now you're going to die. And then catches a boot right in his face as Piccolo comes to the rescue, hooray! Yay! So, uh, Frieza flies all the way into like, uh, into like a mile away into, a, into the lake. Piccolo says, that's all I could do. Please do, Goku. Please finish the spirit bomb. And Goku says, I can't. It's not ready yet. And, like, Frieza's like, what is he doing so alive? I thought I'd kill all the Mechians. I'm not sure why he thinks that, but whatever. <laughs> so, uh, the he, next... He just forgot about him. Yeah, he just, like, I, I, I suppose I'll just kill them all. They're not here. So, the next few minutes consists of uh, Piccolo putting up a front and eventually just getting his ass kicked by Frieza while Goku... Uh, puts all his energy into the spirit bomb. At one point, Frieza is so upset by uh, Piccolo that he starts to kill him once and for all, but then he's attacked by Krillin and Gohan, using their their remaining energy to t- uh, distract him even further. So Frieza's like, you know what? I'm just, gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna blow this entire planet up right now. You're dead. He's dead. They're all dead. You all die. So he puts up his energy into like a glowing... Like like blood red energy orb with a, with a lightning around it, and starts to laugh. <laughs> he starts getting crazy. Like, yeah, you're gonna die. You're really gonna die this time. Yeah, his his eyes like bug out. At that point, Goku says, "All right, it's finished. Now go!" And he hurls his upper body all the way forward, like he's just pulling something, like he's pulling something heavy over. And the by this point, the spirit bomb's large. It's humongous. It's in outer space. It's so big, and slowly just falls toward the planet. Frieza somehow forgets about this and turns around. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no. This is nothing. This is absolutely nothing. I can handle this. Yeah, I can do this. And he puts his arm forth and tries to push it back. But it's not happening. The spirit bomb is just, is just weighing down by that gi- ginormous, that's not a word, enormous amount of energy. 
And Frieza at this time is absolutely panicking. He cannot put this push this back. And his eyes are so bugged out. They're like there's like uh, blood vessels in them. And, and he starts to scream. He's like ah, and just just falls into the spirit bomb as the spirit bomb crashes onto the planet. And there's this gigantic explosion, and there's just this this huge crash of light, and everyone's blown away. Uh, the, uh, so back at King Kai's planet, King Kai is watching all of us and says, "Oh no, they they did it! They actually did it! They've actually defeated Frieza!" And Chaozu, Yamcha, and Tien can only like look on and hope that he's right. And the first thing we see is Krillin's bald head <laughs> <laughs> popping out of the water. Uh, he and Gohan are still alive. They've actually uh, managed, managed to uh, be far enough away from the explosion that they weren't injured. So they're looking around and saying, "I wonder, I wonder what's happened. Did did uh, Frieza finally die? If he died, what about Piccolo and Goku?" Um, but before we get more to that, let's go back and. Uh, back a bit and uh, explain what happened to the most important character in the series obviously <laughs> Bulma and Frog Ginyu <laughs> well they end up their motorcycle ends up shooting past Piccolo <laughs> Krillin and Gohan and they, they well they basically I think it wrecks and they end up right next to him at this point uh, Ginyu in Bulma's body realizes that Frieza has transformed and is fighting the Saiyan and is just overjoyed. He starts like praising <laughs> he starts praising Frieza and everybody's kind of like, uh, oh, okay what's wrong with Bulma? <laughs> and then Gohan looks down and realizes there's a frog <laughs> a frog over there that's going nuts. And you hear Bulma's <laughs> Bulma's voice over or her, her thoughts going, you know, okay, okay piece it together, come on, piece it together. And Gohan's like, oh, yeah, you must be Captain Ginyu. You yeah. shouldn't be here. It's dangerous. And she's just like, no. Awesome. <laughs> after this, um, let's see. They After questioning Bulma, like, hey, wh- wh- you know, what are you doing? What's what's up with all this? He t- Captain Ginyu turns around and <laughs> <laughs> sees Piccolo and decides he's a lot better host than <laughs> Bulma is and starts to do his change now mouth beam thingy and right before it's able to change it to piccolo and pretty much that would be a very very bad thing to happen gohan throws the frog boma back into the way so it happens to ginyu again and he ends up back in frog ginyu form <laughs> where he deserves where he does yeah where he rightfully deserves oh oh i forgot the best part is as <laughs> as the motorcycle is wrecking he lands with a flourish dance. <laughs> As a clue, you couldn't guess. Yeah, it's like, who is this guy? Wait a minute. And what happens to Bulma and Guinea Frog? Or, yeah, Guinea Frog. Like, why are they there when the spirit bomb blows up? <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is so great. They, they get blown away as Krillin watches, and Bulma's pretty much bitching the entire time. Rescue me! <laughs> and they don't. <laughs> yeah, no, Krillin just watches. And everybody promptly forgets about them. Uh, now, I, I think I actually like, like, like blew all this bit like a few episodes back. Because I, I genuinely had no idea that Kyle left this in. But uh, it, I find it so hilarious that, like, again, she says rescue me. She's, like, flying into the air and downward. I mean, 
do they just assume she's going to live? Because more often, I mean, there was one point where, like, when they were looking for Bulma, and they, they, they saved her from a, a large fall in the first place, so I guess they just assumed she'll land in the water. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, man. Gohan even tells her, like, you, you shouldn't be here, you should be away. And then, uh, okay, well, she's here, she gets blown away. Eh, no big deal. I like when she first gets in her own body, like, she, she like, runs up to Krillin, like, shakes his hand, smacks him, like, twice in the head, and then shakes his hand again. <laughs> For no reason, just to, just so she can. Now, when, uh, Guinea was in Bulma's body, did he attack anybody? I'm just trying to think whether it was cut left or not. I don't think he did. I think all he did was dance a little, uh, notice, or, or basically, like, talk smack to them about how awesome Frieza is, and then begin to attack, or begin to notice Piccolo and use his change attack. Piccolo must not know what the hell's going on at this point, because he had no idea who the Ginyu Force were. He's like, what is this? I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> like, who's this guy dancing? What the hell? Why is, um, why is Boma dancing? Oh, God. Um, well, did he even, hold on, did he meet Boma? He's met he met he's met Bulma and Dragon Ball. Because uh, I know he has he has, hasn't had a lot of interaction with her. Well, I think the last no the last time they, they saw each other was uh with Raditz. When, okay. When he, when he kidnapped Gohan. So he, that's right. So I mean I mean obviously she, she's changed her hairstyle, but like he she, he knows who she is. So, um, yeah, so it's been a good like year or so since they've seen each other. Right. And was, a death or two. Yeah, I mean I mean Bulma shouldn't even realize that like I guess she, she would. Figure that, like, you know, Piccolo's brought back because of the Dragon Balls, but, like, last time she saw Piccolo, or she knew Piccolo, she, he was dead, so. It's, it's always fun to get these, like, you know, the last time this character saw this character, this was happening. <laughs> the context of it all. Oh, and uh, I just had a theory pop up uh, in my brain when you were speaking about Goku's hallucinations. Uh-huh. When he, he, he sees Bardock. Now, we established in the the Bardock ep- or the special yes that Bardock sees Goku in a, a type of dream hallucination thing ah now obviously uh, you know it's not the same conversation but it seems that there's some type of of link between the two of them here because uh, obviously Goku doesn't know what his dad looked like he has no idea yeah well, I mean, there could be some sort of, like, lineage or uh, genetic uh, passing down between, you know, the ability to see one's own uh, kin. So, yeah, or so, something similar, because I'm like, oh, well, you know, <clears throat> at, you know, during basically Bardock's time of need, he was able to see Goku and and get guidance from that. Same thing with Goku seeing Bardock. So I don't know if there's something, if, if you could kind of do a half-assed explanation for that. <clears throat> or tie that all together, but it seemed like a of note anyway. Well, unfortunately, the whole ass explanation of that was always filler. So, yeah. <laughs> um, which I mean, I think we can talk about now. Um, actually, uh, actually, yeah. Let, let's let's get into this before we get into the rest. Um, that whole scene with with uh, Ghost Nude Vegeta <laughs> coming this fall, kids, grab your toys. It's an action uh, figure. Which is, I mean, there's no reason why he's naked in the first place. <laughs> I think it's a really good scene, but it's very d- redundant in the fact that like, it's basically Vegeta saying the same thing he said when he died to Goku. You know, like 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 Murray was saying, "Fight Frieza." Um, because in the in the ma- manga, after he runs out of options, he just does the, the spirit bomb, which I I like. I actually like 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 that as a transition because 
Goku's remembering his spirit. He's, he's not yet given up, and like he just goes in the spirit. I was like, what is he doing? It's not like you know him getting a, a coaching speech from Vegeta. But what, what did you think about it? Yeah, it, it kind of served more the point of okay, we, it it felt like a reiteration of what Vegeta said as he was dying. Like you know, yeah, the same thing. You know, just like I, Goku hadn't forgotten. You know, at this point. So I, I can I can definitely see where it would be redundant or. I mean, he was just more naked in this version. <laughs> less life and less clothes. I mean, I mean, do you think that like it served a purpose, or do you think that like it wasn't something that that needed to be done? I mean, I think I think it serves a purpose in that it does reiterate that, but I don't necessarily think I think it could have been done better okay. in the the delivery of what they were trying to do. Okay, I mean, I suppose it's because Goku's on the losing side and he doesn't know what else to do. He still has to, like, you know, keep his promise in his head. So I, I suppose that's, that's the reason why I was doing it, but, um... Yeah, like, I didn't hate it, but... I mean, oh, no, neither did I, neither did I. I do like it, but... I'd be lying if, if I said, like, it was, it was absolutely necessary. Like, there's, you know, there, there are things where, you know... Like, like you know, fake Namek, where you're just insulting the viewers and reading <laughs> intelligence... There are things like 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 the Ginyu Frog Bulma stuff, where it's, you know, it's an interesting side to like you know the main seriousness of the action and like you know the humans that on planet Earth trying to fight a dynamic, they don't you know distract but don't necessarily uh, uh, prolong. And there are things like this which serve a good purpose but don't have necessarily have to be in there either. There are different different shades. There's fifty shades of filler. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and I, I'm sure by the time this, this podcast is, is done, if I, people listen back to this, they won't know what that is. At least I hope so. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it'll be, a, it'll fall in obscurity. Uh, we can only hope. As it, as it well should. Uh, let's see. Um, so your, your boy Piccolo going in there to fight Frieza and get his ass taken out. <laughs> yeah, I love that he, he didn't go in there to fight Frieza. He went in there just to purely distract him with no, no anticipation of winning at all. Which, mm-hmm. I think a good character point there is that, yeah, yeah he, he didn't think he could win. You know, he, he, he kind of, he's grown since he was the arrogant type of character. Yeah, you, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of uh, the beginning with uh, them against Raditz, where he was charging up the, the special beam cannon, Makan, Kosopu, and Goku was fighting Raditz as a distraction. Oh yeah, it is kind of the, the inverse of that. Yeah, I, I mean, like it's a lot more dire because... Uh, Piccolo can last much less, but like it—it's it, it, nice that like Piccolo offered to do that. Yeah, and I—I I thought Piccolo this entire, from the first episode we watched this time, uh, up until the last, I thought he was on point the entire show. He didn't do a lot, but he didn't have to. Well, besides saving Gohan's ass like every time, he, yeah, every he, he, he just saves Gohan like five times within these three episodes here. <laughs> Gohan's always like, you know, that's it, I'm going in. And Piccolo's always like, no, don't do that. He's like, that's that's stupid. No, I, I agree with you. Like, like um, because this is us pick, and the Saiyan saga was basically Piccolo being the coach and he trying to figure out how to fight the Saiyans. But this is like, you know, he's not the strongest person here, but he's he's like the second strongest hero. So it's like, you know, okay, Piccolo, what do you think about this fight? Being, you know, you're the next person in line in the in the in the food chain. So it's fun seeing his perspective on that. After Krillin and Gohan have been kind of flying by the seat of their pants like, with Vegeta, who they could barely trust. So I, I agree with that. Like, it, it, I mean, it's, it's still interesting seeing Piccolo react to this, even though he's just kind of standing there talking. It's uh, it's new. Um, there was one point where Frieza like, like, like just grabbed his shoulder and like, kind of squeezed. It looked really painful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
I'm I'm not sure what else to say besides uh, during that spirit bomb sequence. I mean, that was a massive spirit bomb. Uh, I remember when we first see it. I was like, well, it doesn't look that big, but like it just kind of just grows. I like yeah. the fact that it's it's an outer space. Yeah, it it, it reminds me of uh, a move in the game's Final Fantasy where you basically he summons something onto the earth. Like, oh yes, it, it was it was extremely epic. It's coming oh, out of yeah. space and coming down on Frieza. And even he is scared about it. I love that. Like, you know, the look on his face is like, yeah, this, he doesn't know if he can, you know, he's taunting, but he, he's not, he's not certain that it's going to come out okay. Yeah, no, it, it's like, you know, he tries to put on air. It's like, you know, this is nothing, this is nothing, but he really, he doesn't know, he doesn't think he can survive that. Which we'll talk about in a minute. <laughs> but like, uh, I mean, I, I like, they really built with the desperation. Like he's like he's like just screaming, and his, his eyes are like just bugged out. It's like I, I can't beat this. It's it's really good because it, it it has legitimacy to like the spirit bomb because at first it was just you know we, we all have to do is just hit the thing. This one's so big that like you know it couldn't not hit Frieza. Yeah. Although he probably could have dodged it. <laughs> uh, maybe it was just it was it was close enough that he couldn't fly around it or I don't know. Remember that it was building up. I guess <laughs> he forgot instantly. Uh, yeah, eh, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to nitpick as much. How much strife this little planet has endured is hard to believe. But, perhaps at the very least, the Grand Elder and my ancient kinsmen can at last rest peacefully. Yeah, um, how exactly do you know about the Grand Elder? <laughs> Krillin, are you okay? How can anyone go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a spirit ball in that size and not be squashed flat? He's unreal! Down. Uh, but I thought 
thought you said Frieza had been defeated once and for all! I was horribly, horribly wrong! Perhaps all of our hopes have been in vain! Piccolo, please get up! Bravo, my friend! You very nearly brought the mighty Frieza down! I've never had a call quite so close. Run. Both of you. Now. My ship's not very far from here. I want you to find Bulma and set a course for Earth. I won't be joining you. So don't get any ideas about waiting. Snap out of it, Gohan! I won't go! I owe it to Piccolo to stay here and fight! With what? None of you have enough strength left! The most you'll do is get in the way! Goku? You're serious? I advise against placing too much stock in your escape. Though if you like, I can bring you closer to home! <laughs> I hope you aren't afraid of heights. Please, no! <laughs> no, Frieza! Don't do it! Go, go! Okay, so what happens is that Gohan and Krillin are the only ones that we at first see that have survived the explosion from the spirit bomb. Uh, Frieza, Piccolo, and Goku at first are nowhere to be seen. Uh, then they see Piccolo rise out from the ocean. And as Gohan's wondering if his dad's survived, if he's still alive, Piccolo pulls Goku out from, with his other arm. And both Goku and Piccolo have indeed survived. So all of our heroes are still in one piece. And it seems that Frieza is once and for all defeated. Uh, everybody celebrates. Uh, King Kai and his and uh, the dead heroes celebrate. And um, it's pretty much from here on out. It's, it's, it's pretty much a very positive feeling of you know triumphant success. At one point, Krillin freaks out because they forgot about Bulma. But you know that's that's uh, nowhere he near. He scares the crap out of everyone. <laughs> Look on his face. He's like, oh, he forgot about Bulma. And Goku's like, you know, don't talk, don't talk like that. Uh, for a second, I thought that Frieza was back. Oh man! What and he's like, like, oh, that's nothing about a Frieza. And, and Krillin's like, you clearly don't know Bulma. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, he did kind of leave her out to dry. Save me! Yeah, <laughs> they, might nah. as well be, they might as well be wondering. Um, you know, we've heard about Bulma. We've heard to save her. I wonder if she's drowned. But um, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's from here. Um, Piccolo says, you know, the planet Namek has suffered so much, at least now, maybe uh, the Grand Elder and all, all of my uh, fellow Namekians can rest in peace. And Krillin wonders, he looks up to Piccolo and says, how, how do you know about the Grand Elder? And as he's looking at Piccolo, 
he sees a figure rise up from the the hill overhead, and P- Krillin begins to get blue in the face. He just starts losing his breath. He's like, ha 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 ha, and uh, everyone's like, Krillin, what's wrong? And they, they look towards and and uh, we see, uh, yeah, Frieza, he's still alive. He's 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 missing a, he's missing part of his tail, but otherwise he's completely intact. Gohan, Krillin is, are just completely in shock and fear. Every, everyone is essentially they don't they don't know how to respond. They just like can't believe that Frieza is still alive. And um, him being Frieza, <laughs> the first thing he does is much like Vegeta. <laughs> I don't want to phrase this. He essentially yanks out his gat and guns down Piccolo uh, first and foremost. And as Piccolo falls to the ground apparently dead, and Gohan screams. Frieza says, Bravo, my friend! Congratulations! You've came this close to wiping Frieza off the face of the planet. No one's ever given me a, a, such a close call. And, uh, this is happening way too fast. Uh, Piccolo looks dead, and Goku says to Gohan and Krillin, Look, you two. Grab Boma, find my spaceship, get out of here. It'll take you six days to reach Earth, but get as far away from here as you can. And don't stick around, because I'm not going to be joining you. And and they're, they're saying, what, what, what are you talking about? And he's yelling. He's at this point, he's just yelling at them, "Move right now! Do you want to die?" And Frieza's like, <laughs> "No, no, you you really don't get it, do you? You really don't understand." Okay, here I'll show you. Here's an example. So he fires again, and this time it's sort of an uh, an invisible shot at Krillin. So Krillin's uh, taken aback. He kind of at first Krillin's actually floating above the above the ground. And, um, and then he's flying up in the air. Goku screams at Frieza, Frieza, don't do this, don't do this. And Frieza is not listening. So Frieza raises his arm, slowly closes his hand into a fist. And as Krillin screams out for Goku to help him, his body expands and he bursts like a balloon. <laughs> he, <laughs> Krillin is blown into atomized bits falling across the Namekian landscape as Goku and Gohan just watch in horror. So, at this point, it appears that, like, all but father and son are dead. And Frieza uh, continues by saying, I guess I guess your brat's going to die next. So, um, from here, Goku just... He's, he's not even concerned about what's going on. He's just... He's, he's just staring down, and he starts to shiver. He starts to shake and convulse. Barely getting his words out, but he says through clenched teeth, I, 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 I will not, I will not let you get away with this. You will pay for this. And as he's, as he's saying this to himself and Frieza's just giggling, the sky starts to go dark. And the rivers start to shake and tremble. And this eerie glow of light starts to emanate from Goku's body. As Goku just... Just gets so angry that the ground below him just starts to shake and crumble. As he says over again, I won't let you get away. I won't. And at first he starts to, to shake his neck back. And we see him start to glow and look different. And as more time goes by, his eyes start to fade in back. And his eyes are just, just completely blank and white. He's so angry that veins are going all over his face. And as he starts to shake and shake and shake, his anger bursts in a big scream. And as he's screaming, his eyes go completely green, or at least his pupils do. And his hair starts being frozen up on edge, spiking upward. And his muscles enlarge. And he just turns around and gives Frieza this gigantic glare. And um, 
it goes without saying that, without a doubt, Goku is now the legendary Super Saiyan. <laughs> so, as Frieza just is just staring at, he has no, no one has any idea what's going on. Goku turns to Gohan and says, "Gohan, take Piccolo, take Bulma, and go find the ship. He's still alive, but if he dies, then we can't wish any of the others back." And Gohan has nothing to say, so Goku starts to scream and says, "Do what I say right now before I lose what little reason I have left." And Gohan says, "Oh uh, yes, sir." And just runs towards Piccolo as Goku again looks at Frieza. Yeah, it, it is on now. And is about to give him the biggest beatdown of his life. This is it. This is this is the moment that changes everything in Dragon Ball Z from here on out. Like it's this is this is possibly the, the most the biggest game changer. Uh, in the series, I might say. It might be a toss-up between one or two other moments coming down the line, but it's definitely a contender. It's in the conversation of one of the most important uh, scenes ever. So, uh, newcomer Jesse, what did you think? I, uh, you, I, you, you can't know anything about this series and not expect it to be coming, but I don't think that uh, lessened any of the impact. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, Goku is... He clearly he just killed Krillin. and he just killed Piccolo. He's at his wits end with with Frieza, you know, and and to go into it and expect to have won the day, and then he's back. Yeah, it's just like you know a gut punch because you know, hey, Frieza's gonna come back for one last scare. But I did not expect Krillin to go out and or seemingly be burst, and you know, Piccolo. It's like, wow, you know, Frieza's not playing anymore, and ultimately Goku's not either. And yeah. to go Super Saiyan, you know, the legendary Super Saiyan, blonde, spiky hair, green eyes, it's... And the, just the amount of energy you see flowing around him is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like the entire planet's reacting to it. Absolutely. It's, it's almost like it kind of resembles or at least reminds you of uh, whenever the dragon is called, when the dragon balls are assembled and like it's that big of an event where like the planet reacts. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's awesome. Um, uh, again, like, like you said, going into the series, I think it, it wasn't too far before I learned what a Super Saiyan was when I was younger and I was first watching this. Um, although because of the repeats before they actually progressed the storyline. I, I didn't know, I had heard, because I, I, I had people tell me, or at least people, I learned online, like, what it was, like, uh, basically, like, the legendary Super Saiyan, because they, they did start to mention it around the Guinea Force arc, um, I knew Goku uh, was the first in the series to, to become a Super Saiyan, um, and I actually, I, I didn't know going in that, like, Krillin was going to, ha- going to have to die for Goku to become Super Saiyan, I didn't know when or how, but I, I didn't know that going in, um, and this is a really good way to do it because uh, it comes off of, like, Frieza seemingly is destroyed. Like, there's no way out of it. Like, it looked like he died. There wasn't, like, a trick of him just disappearing. It looked like he just was swallowed up in that thing. And then, out of nowhere, he just comes back just to, just to pick off uh, the characters one by one. Like, immediately. Like, like, there's no reason for Frieza to play around anymore, so it looks so hopeless. So, this had to happen, otherwise they would have been dead. And it's so many things. It, it happens really fast. But I think it's it's a good thing that it does because it just shows how tremendous the events are. Yeah, it kind of shocks your system, you know. Okay, bam, Krillin's dead. Bam, Piccolo's dead. Okay, Goku's reacting. What's happening here? 
you know, all of a sudden you're like, wait, wait a minute. You're just as confused as Gohan is at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gohan's just kind of just standing there the entire time, like, like just, he was, he's reacting in the only way he can, which is just shock, as Goku is. Um, there's, there's so much to talk about this. Uh, it's interesting that, like, I mean, I find it interesting that, that, that at th this point, again, that, that Goku became a Super Saiyan, because, I mean, you have Vegeta die, which they weren't, they weren't the best of buddies, but uh, it had to take something like this to, you know, it obviously, to become a Super Saiyan, uh, you seemingly, for a while, it, the, the uh, consistency is that you need to achieve not only great power, but great anger. Uh, and as we mentioned earlier, you know, when Krillin died the first time, obviously Goku didn't become a Super Saiyan. You need to have a certain amount of power to achieve that form. And how they've and now Vegeta's been picking up Goku to be so as strong as he is right now. So obviously, this had to happen. Otherwise, what else was there? But um, it's still like it, it, even all those factors in, it, it still just just kind of just hits you almost out of nowhere. I agree. Yeah, like I said, it, it kind of even if you are expecting, I imagine even if you know it's coming in this arc, it's still it's still pour off very well, especially how sudden they do it, and it comes off natural like. Okay, the, after all Goku's gone through, these two guys get killed, and he just, he goes nuts. You know, he's no more, he's, n he's not joking. <clears throat> it's, it's the opposite of Vegeta basically doing this entire arc, saying, I'm now the Super Saiyan, I'm now, you know, I want to be, I want to be. Goku's not preoccupied with any of that. Yes. And he, he doesn't have, he typically doesn't show that intensity. So when he does, it's, it's much more meaningful. Yeah, absolutely. He's 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 almost completely changed. Like he's so determined. You've never seen him speak like this, and you'll see you'll see a little like, in the next episode. Like the way he speaks to Gohan, <laughs> he sounds like a parent. <laughs> he actually he, he says like like he's snapping at Gohan, and at this point, you've never seen Goku be that type of person. Um, yeah, I think the I think with a Super Saiyan from this example, from the small bit of example, uh, Saiyan is the key word there. Like he he comes off very assertive, very warrior like at this point. You know, very short with Gohan. Do this now before I lose what amount of reason I have. Exactly. Exactly. And, it, and he's so powerful that it scares everybody. And I like the fact that, like, it's not... It's a it's a very big transformation, but at the same time, it's, it's less subtle. Like, he doesn't... He doesn't, he doesn't expand his body. He doesn't, his body doesn't metamorph like Zarbon or Frieza does. It's like, you know, his hair and eye color change. But, like, it doesn't... I don't know. It, it, he could have, like, you know... It's, it's a less... It's a less uh, kind of like uh, physical reactive. change. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out how to say it. it's less like you know he doesn't pop he doesn't like you know change different sizes or whatever he doesn't like you know it's not yeah it's 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 a it's a change that that works I think because it it looks a little bit more genetic and inherent in his bloodstream like you know because he definitely is a full blooded saying he can do this rather than I don't know just him growing more tongues or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, been. I don't think that would have worked. Um, so, kind of just there's there's a lot of things about this. Uh, the manga is essentially the same, although there are small differences that really kind of impact how um how the the transformation scene is. Before I get into that, real quick, how do you feel about the fact that how do you feel about the fact that Frieza survived uh the spirit bomb in the way he did? Like, was it just a, a gigantic shock, or was it like, you know, I guess he's that strong? Like, what were we thinking about that? Uh, well, they they kind of kept it vague how he survived. You don't know if he missed it. You see that his tail's damaged. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they may elaborate on this later, but I, I like that fact. They, they don't tell you, you know, there's no flashback on how he did it. 
There's no over-explanation. You just assume that, okay, he is this powerful. Goku has literally thrown everything at him. Right. He's thrown the entire universe at him. And it, it, it tested Frieza, and he admits it, but ultimately it didn't do the job. So I like that, uh, I like the approach, especially with the, the, the nice music playing and the friendly, all, all is well now, it's, I guess it's a happy ending, and then, bam, it's bam, like, bam. It's, it's too good to be true, you know? And then the scare yeah. with, the Boma scare, you know? Exactly. It's like, man, you know, you know what's coming, you kind of think, ah, this, nah, it's too good to be true, but when it does, it's still a, a kick in the balls. Yeah, it really is. It, at first, it really is played like like he's gone. Like it's not like in the in the uh, the Saiyan saga when Vegeta's body falls back down intact from the super bomb, and then like he wakes up, his eyes he's like, guess who's back? Here's yeah. like you know, Frieza. There's no trace of Frieza left. There's no there's no inherent instance that you imagine he survived. I'm guessing that because they commented on how little energy Planet Namek had, that's like the the spirit bomb just gathered too let not enough energy to to fully out, full out kill him. Yeah. I'm assuming that's how he survived. Um, all that being said, it's still a little bit like you know. Besides his tail, he basically looks the same as he was before the thing hit him. Like he's not limping. He 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 still has his, his limbs intact. It's just, it's just observation that like for something that he clearly could not um, react to or push off, that he's just he's he's that intact. But it's a very minor point because it doesn't really matter after these sequence of events that happened. Then it's just you know. Yeah, he's more angry than he is actually physically hurt. Yeah, he, I mean, he even says, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, now, uh, going from that to, like, him attacking Piccolo first, I like the fact that he does that because, first of all, it's like, you know, well, let me get this out of the way. Let me let me exterminate the Namek race. And it's it's the biggest shock because the whole point of this entire saga was to bring Piccolo back to life to restore the Dragon Balls. So it looking up front that Piccolo was killed in an instant. It's they like, failed. Exactly. It's like, it's like all of this was for complete. Like not only is Frieza still alive, the Dragon Balls are now gone forever because mm -hmm. there are no more Namekians in the universe. Yeah, you can't you can't summon Poronga mm -hmm. because Dende's dead. You can't summon now now with 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 Piccolo dead. You can't summon Shinron. So it's like, well, wow, yeah, these guys have completely and utterly failed in their mission. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he is alive. They actually, they even, they even say that when Goku, Goku yells at Gohan, but yeah. looks, he, he, he's dying. Like he's not. Yeah, he says get him out. He, he's still alive, but you know, it looks very grim. You know, at this point, it's a mortal wound. Now, in the manga, in the manga, uh, once they say, "Oh no, it's Frieza," the next panel after Frieza's return is the shot of Piccolo being shot. In the anime, it looks like Frieza tries to shoot at Goku first, and Piccolo takes the hit for him. Which is yeah, that's thing. what I thought. Um, which I think is interesting. It's it's more evolution on the character's part. Mm -hmm. Because while he's been saving uh, Gohan, you know, and developing a relationship with him, he's through a lot of the stuff he's still seen Goku as his rival. Yes, an ally, but still a rival. So. For him to do that, it's like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah, it's evolution. Um, Dyson X actually had a, a video on this, this, this describing and talking about the uh, the different change, that that change and, like, what it might entail. Like, does he do it for Gohan? Does he do it because he respects Goku? Does he do it because, oh, I want to fight Goku again? They kind of go over that kind of thing. And, like, really, I mean, I think it works well because he's he's just a good guy. 
I will say I do actually like the manga version better because it just shows that Freeze is ruthless, that he just wanted to pick off them. He wanted to see Goku have his friends die around him one by one. Yeah, I I like both versions. I'd have to see the actual manga issue because from the from the description, it sounds much more like to the point and shocking. You know. Yeah. It's oh no! Free, bam! You know. Oh crap! Piccolo's out of the picture pretty much right at this point. Yeah, absolutely. It's like he's 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 down. He's down. And Goku's like just begging his his friends like, no, please go, 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 go right now. And then you know, <laughs> we joke, we joke about how much of a of a, of a, above a butt monkey that Krillin is throughout the series, but yeah, he he's not only is he completely owned, but he's just incinerated by the strongest villain <laughs> with you know like like without much effort at all. It's I mean yeah, he was he was lucky to stay stay alive throughout this far of the yeah saga, he, but... he's on he's on borrowed time at this point <laughs> yeah his his clock ran out um like and he, again like you know and because. Because Krillin was already brought by the Dragon Balls once, and the rule is you can't bring back people more than once, he's gone for keeps. <laughs> so it's like, that's 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 why Goku is so upset because he's not just you know dead. Oh, we got the Dragon Balls. He's dead. He's 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 really dead. So uh. D E D. Um, it's it's kind of I mean it's it's harsh because uh, again I knew Krillin was going to die eventually. See, I didn't. I had no idea. And yeah. I and I I assumed you know okay well I know he's been he's died before so and then they had the close call with Dende healing him earlier so I was like okay that'll that'll be all the drama that's done with Krillin there'll yeah. be all the beats you need to hit and he'll just kind of sit on the sidelines. Well, it's 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 cool because what what Torama is doing here is like the characters who absolutely cannot die uh, otherwise you know like, like like the heroes are screwed one way or another. Piccolo can't die for the Dragon Balls, plus he has already been brought back to life. Krillin can't die again because he's already been brought back to life. And those characters are, like, the people with the most stakes in living in living, are gone. So it's like, you know, bam, 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 they're, they're dead, you know. And then if Frieza killed Gohan, it's like, this Goku's son. It's like the character we've been following since the very beginning. He's only five years old, too. It's like, it's like you know, we... It's like it's it's heart wrenching. It's it's just you know just just really does grab at. I think it plays against your expectations because with the series, where you can say okay, you you get these summon Dragon Balls, you can summon a dragon, you can bring everyone back to life. It's easy for death to lose its importance. Very. Easy. But not only does it make it, it doesn't make it an easy thing to do. But when killing off characters who have already been established, that hey, you can't bring them back to life, it raises the stakes and it says okay, it's it's not gonna you know death still has some warrant. For this show, yeah, absolutely, it absolutely does. Not everybody who dies is automatically brought back to life, and yeah, well, I mean, you know, the you look at look at Tien and well, I guess Piccolo, you know, he's been everybody else up there. That's the start of this whole saga was bringing them back to life. They're still dead. They haven't brought them back to life yet. <laughs> it's not as easy as saying, "Okay, guys, it's actually been a struggle." Yeah, and through exactly. it all, you know, they haven't they haven't forgot that, which I like. Yeah, it's also it's also nice that like in the series, uh, Toriyama has those characters react to Frieza returning because like uh, King Kai says, like like he starts freaking out, saying, "Oh, I spoke too soon." And I'm just like, "I thought you said Frieza was defeated." He's like, "No, he can't be defeated," and he's just reacting. Oh no, Piccolo's been brought down. Krillin's been brought down, and like these guys are in horror because like you know, oh man, we're we gonna see them before we we are they gonna see us dead before we see them alive? It's like, it's it really is like I mean, again. The pacing here is good, I, I think, because because it happens so fast. It's like before you get a chance to react and properly mourn. It's like what can possibly happen next. Now, do you think the pacing in this section of the episodes 
works better than or makes up for the for the sort of lull in the action you felt earlier between the fight scenes? Uh, because of the payoff with Goku becoming Super Saiyan, I do. Because it's, I mean, Goku, Go, Krillin and Gohan, no, Krillin and Piccolo don't die for, or don't, don't get attacked for no reason. You know, it, it, it drives home a point. You know, it, it gives urgency. It builds tension. It provides conflict. So Goku's immediate re- response to becoming a Super Saiyan is, is you know, the earned response for that conflict. And I think that, like, it really does work well. And also, by this point, Frieza, I mean, we've, we've seen Frieza kill so many people. He, he has such a reputation. It wouldn't make any I mean, it's, it's 100% in his character to just come back silently and just kill them one by one. Like he, I mean, you see how how mad he is, like how just enraged he is. Like when he first comes back, bam, Piccolo, bam, Krillin. Who's next? The kid? Like, like he's 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 tired of being effed with. So it's like, yeah, it, it's it's. And he, I mean, he makes it a point to tell you he's been playing before this. Yeah, you know, that he he's not. You know, he hasn't he hasn't been serious all the way. And now you can tell. Okay, he wasn't bluffing. He wasn't exaggerating with that. He has not been serious, and you don't want him to be. Yeah, um, and because of like uh, just just that kind of brief reaction, a lot of fans think that like this scene was editorially mandated, or not mandated, I should say, but like you know, kind of messed with. Um, because again, like 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 I said before, Frieza really looks like he died in a spirit bomb attack. So for him to kind of come up fairly, like relatively unscathed, and just kind of kill the rest of the characters, uh, it's it's a popular fan theory that like Toriyama originally ended the series or the season. Um, that saga there, and like was told to keep on going. Huh. Um, now it doesn't add up because, and it, we'll we'll say it's a lot because like this is a point where like a lot of things start happening that the fans question uh, if it was the original intent of, of the author or not. Um, so at this point, the, the, so they're trying to argue that by extension, the entire Super Saiyan thing was not intended to come out at this point in the story. That's one theory. There are more popular theories, and we'll get to like literally in the next two episodes. We'll be talking about them uh, for the rest of the saga, about how this was meant. Because a lot of people meant, think that like this was meant to end the series. The entire series. The entire like like from Dragon Ball to like end of Dragon Ball Z. They thought that this was going to be like the end all be all end of the so- end of the series. Um, and the way the way the this, this saga ends, there's even more ev- like not evidence, but like you know reasons for them to think that, and we'll, hmm. we'll discuss it. And like one of them thing is you know for one Piccolo is killed. Krillin's kill for the for the final time. Uh, Frieza actually coming because mostly because Frieza kind of comes out of nowhere. It's like, well, clearly you know, he, like there's a reason why he looks so fine because it was editorially mandated, of course. Yeah. Um, that's not exactly the case, but uh, because of this brevity, it does lead to fan theory that like you know, uh, the way I mean, because when Piccolo when Goku says you know, Gohan Piccolo's still alive, you know, GI Joe style. Uh, yeah. It, People kind of point to that and see. See, this is why this scene's bullshit because <laughs> it's so fast and like that's not really true. But uh, this and more things we'll, we'll get into later on begin the popular fan theories that yes, the free saga was 100% supposed to be the final saga in the series. Hmm. Now, has Toriyama himself made any comment on that? And that's the fu- that's, that is the funny thing because Toriyama, uh, for one, plays with the fan, fan expectations honestly. In fact, he was deliberately messing with him when he actually did in the series. But for another thing, like a lot of his interviews are interesting because even so he's like the Japanese version of Stanley. Yes, <laughs> he actually is. In, in, more, in more ways than one, actually, like, he actually is like the second person of uh, 
the second manga creator to be inducted into a museum of artwork. Oh, that is uh, awesome. Who's all? Who's the first offhand? Uh, Ozuma. Uh, uh, I don't want to get his name wrong, but uh, <laughs> the creator of Astro Boy. Oh, ooh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Osamu Tezuka. Osamu Tezuka was the first uh, uh, mangaka, aka manga artist, to be inducted into an, uh, a museum of art, and Toriyama was the second, which is pretty cool. But um, which is which? Lin Creed like, you know, Toriyama is such a master; he can't possibly uh, insert a Deus Ex Machina that is the Super Saiyan. And he is. <laughs> but um, that also leads to, like, uh, not leads to, but uh, from one cha- one assumed change to another actual change from the manga to the anime, the the transformation sequence between Goku uh, in the manga and Goku in the anime uh, is very, very different. And as I'm looking at it right now, on page 64, volume 11, uh, top half panel is Goku's, you know, pain face at seeing Krillin blow up. We see a panel of Gohan's reaction, Frieza's smile, the smoke from Krillin's ashes. Uh, Goku just like wincing back, like trying to almost holding back tears, like he can't believe we just saw. Frieza saying, hey, 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 who's next, the brat? Then we see a small panel on the next page of Goku shaking. Then we see a panel of Goku saying, you're not going to get away with this. I just won't let you. And then we see a horizontal panel of Goku's eyes going white. Then one panel of Goku's hair uh, spiking up. And then Goku, Gohan and Frieza's reactions. And then the next page is a full play splash of Go- Goku as a Super Saiyan. And compared with the anime, with like a, a full like two to three minute scene of Goku transforming in the in the planet's reaction, this is a very very different interpretation because literally in the manga it's one panel and then he's a Super Saiyan. It's wow. like he he doesn't even he, he says you won't get away with this. Bam, he's Super Saiyan. There's not much. There's there's not a scream. There's not. Um, embellishment over over uh, the planet. There's not any of that. It's just like, it, in fact, it reads so quick, it comes out of nowhere in the comic. Hmm. It's like, what the hell? So um, this is one instance where the anime is absolutely better, in my opinion, because I think uh, for this kind of for this kind of scene, you need time to kind of like have your emotions take over after seeing Krillin die and seeing Goku become a Super Saiyan. You need to kind of follow that. Otherwise, it just feels Everything kind of feels uh, just just random, just too random. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, sounds like a better payoff. Exactly. That's that's a that's a good way to, to use it. To as much hype has been built up around the legendary Super Saiyan, and how much basic you know crap freezes put you know the viewers and the audience or the audience and the heroes through. Yeah. Uh, like. You know, it's one thing to see Krillin, or it's one thing to see Piccolo uh, taken out, but you know, seeing Krillin, Goku, Goku in the anime just molds over that. It's not you know like like, oh Frieza, you're back, or oh Gohan's in danger. It's like, you killed Krillin, you killed Krillin, you killed Krillin, and he just screams. And I, and I love I love that shot, that just zooms in his face as the 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 yellow like the golden flame just washes over his body and he screams and like his eyes come back into focus and they're green. It's a it's that's 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 one of the this is one of the best scenes in the series hands down like not even not even a question it's a lot of people's favorites um uh Kai did a good job of this uh again more so I mean I, again Sean Schimmel did a, a killer job with this just uh just his his scream really sold it for me I mean I, I thought he did a good job in the original version but this one is like I think it's a lot more true in the Japanese version they were going going for with um. Uh, Noaza, 
they were kind of going for a lion scream when, when she became a super when she voiced Goku becoming a super saiyan, which I thought was interesting. It's kind of like animalistic, inhuman kind of roar. Uh, just just to, to re- again to really sell the power of this, and just like I mean the animation's so good, uh, and like you know the sky is dark and everything. It just it really does work. Um, and let's see if I have any more about that. Just just how the intense drama of this. Uh, so um, yeah, and another thing I like about this is that like Goku was so weak and so beaten up before this. After he's a Super Saiyan, it's like he already he he just knows that he can he, he has the power to kill Freeza now. He he's not even he's not himself questioning what what's happened to him, or is even realizing it. He, he's just you know like, okay, go on. He accepts it. Yeah, exactly. Now uh, I don't know if you want to get into this right now, but how far in advance do you think Teriyama had the idea of a Super Saiyan? Well, just by the basic fact that he has he uh, as as uh, convoluted as some things can be because of his pacing, he does plan out chapters, at least one chapter in advance. So literally, whether whether he um, was planning on having Goku become a Super Saiyan or never showing it and only being, being a myth, the chapter where uh, Frieza is, or you know, when he starts ch- uh, charging up the, the spirit bomb, uh, which would be around the time where Piccolo starts providing distraction, he would have at least at the very, very, very minimum least by then he would have Goku become a Super Saiyan. But if we're talking about like how far in the series, like from when the Saiyans are first mentioned, I don't know um, because it seems like there's there's no real there's no real hints of it. Um, I mean, there there is actually there is a hint going all the way back to when uh, Nappa jokes, you know, if if a human and a Saiyan can copulate and create a hybrid like Gohan. Napa, Napa, Napa makes a joke and says, ah, Super Saiyan, huh? Um, it could be argued that, that that was a hint, or it could be argued that Toriyama just made that line as a joke. That Yeah, it was like a one-off line. Yeah, because I remember when we were talking about that, it's like, like oh, there's this going back even farther than, than then. I don't think that Toriyama had an idea to, to build up that far back. I, think... I mean, the first time it's mentioned by name is by Frieza in this saga, correct? Um, I think it's with Vegeta when Goku's fighting. I'm sorry, yeah, v- Vegeta. Yeah. Like when we find Raccoon, that's when Vegeta actually expounds to himself, like the legendary Super Saiyan, the the, the mystic warrior comes out like every one one thousand years. Um, so like obviously right then, uh, I think you can make an argument for when Goku is training. Uh, Goku and Vegeta become stronger around the same time period during the Namek saga when when Vegeta's fighting up a bunch of Frieza's soldiers and Goku's training on the spaceship for six days, possibly then. Because both, but by by the end of by the end of uh by this point, near the when the, when the Frieza fight starts, both Vegeta, uh, Vegeta thinks he's becoming a Super Saiyan, and Goku literally is by building up his strength. So there is a simultaneous t- sort of like building up to the legend, one way or another. Um, I'm not. I think personally, I think that he had an idea for the Super Saiyan around that time, like near like 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 I would say about the time that the Ginyu Force first appeared or were first even mentioned. Maybe he had the idea that he actually wanted to work with some sort of like myth between the Saiyans to kind of give the whole Saiyan thing a payoff because the Saiyan saga had ended. But mm-hmm. there's no way there's no way to really tell. I, mean, I don't think he's come out. I don't think he's come out in any interviews saying when he first thought it up, and he might have forgotten. I mean, if you had a guess, when do you think he might have? He would have uh, come up with it. I would say definitely. Uh, you know what you were leaning with the beginning or close to the beginning of this saga. You know, not necessarily. 
the first few episodes, and not not even as far back as the Saiyan saga itself, but I can definitely see some of the seeds being planted for for it, you know, with uh with the around the Ginyu Force coming. So that makes the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. As far as what would what the evidence points to. Exactly. Um, I think that, like, uh, once Vegeta really starts to e- explicate every time a Saiyan is injured in battle, he becomes stronger, you can make, um, you can make, uh, you, once, once that starts to happen, you can make an argument for, um, this being built up as, you know, every time a Saiyan is wounded in battle, he gets stronger and stronger and stronger, and eventually there has to be a limit, you know, there has to be a point where, you know, either you don't get any stronger or you become so strong that you transcend what's happening and because goku went through such special training as you know dying and coming back to life and fighting in different levels of gravity that kind of stuff you know a normal saiyan typically wouldn't go through now do you think he became super saiyan because of that or do you think it had something to do with 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 who he was in general or like Um, a combination of the two because you can i think it's i think it's legitimate that he's gone through more more trauma than most saiyans would have yeah well, you know, being on Earth and being going through as much as he has, just in you know, just from Dragon Ball Z onward, not necessarily the stuff he's gone through in the original show. It gets a little sticky because uh, by by the end of the series, the reasons for people becoming Super Saiyan actually are very like wild. Uh, for a long time, the basic the basic necessities were anger and great power. Um. Uh. And I think that, like, Goku could never have become Super Saiyan after... Like, there, later on, there are characters that, like, you know, like... It's questionable whether they could, they could become a Super Saiyan earlier or later than, like, you know, a certain range of power. Um, and I, I know at one point, and one of the... And I, I, fairly soon, like, in the next six months or whatever, it's said that, like, you know, for some reason, you can only become a Super Saiyan if you have a pure heart. Which, I don't know where that comes from. Like, I think one of the characters say, say it, but... uh. I'm not sure where that where that comes from in the source material. I'm, I really am not sure. We'll have to talk about that when it when it comes up. But um, hmm. I to me, I I come away from this series having seen all of it, seeing that like you need great anger uh, is a necessity, or at least or at least can help it, and you need to have great power. You can't be you can't be uh, uh, the same power level as Jace and become a Super Saiyan. I think you need to be at the bare minimum. Like, Goku's maxed out power. Like, you, you need to at least be able to pull off a Kaioken times 20 to do it, I say. So, yeah, so, yeah, like, Bardock couldn't do it. Yeah, Bardock couldn't do it, and he shouldn't be able to do it. So, why he was able to do it in that episode of Bardock, I don't know, which is my, my major concern with that. Because, again, I think they said Bardock's power level was 10,000. And by this point, Gohan's stronger than that, and Gohan's not a Super Saiyan, so... But we, we, we could talk about that later, but, um... Yeah, it's... Yeah, this is... This is this is a, a game changer. Like this really is because again, like I said, the Kaioken's played out. The spirit bomb doesn't work, so now it, the only thing that can work is like stuff that's never been introduced before. Now, does spirit does the spirit bomb come back at a later date? Yes, it does. Okay, so it hasn't gone the way of the Kaioken yet. No, not not as not as such. Um, it yeah it it. it comes when was back. the spirit bomb introduced? Was it introduced in Dragon Ball? No, no, it was introduced here. Uh, uh, when he, for, when he uses it against Vegeta. Oh, King, I, didn't know, I didn't know if there was any. Yeah, King Kai. I couldn't remember if there was a uh, a prior use of it. Yamcha had a technique which translated in Japanese to spirit bomb, the Sokidan. But 
like like this, which is like you know in Japanese it's called the Genki Dama. It, this is this tip, literal technique of gathering all the energy in the world um, has been a. There might there might have been variations in Dragon Ball, but this literal attack has been introduced in DBZ. It's a DBZ only kind of thing. Uh, and we'll, we'll see it. We'll see it. Like we might not see it for a while, but we will. Like, but it's used in the in the. Um, I'm not gonna say when it's used specifically when, but like uh, by the time we're we're finishing the series, um, it'll 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 be uh, an attack that we have not forgotten about. Awesome. So that's that's. Well, I like that it's not overused though. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense why he uses it here. But like, if you use it with every villain, it would just get rolled, especially if it would or would not work. It would become the Megazord of GBZ moves. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, here's here's something, and I, I'm not again. I don't want to like completely rip off of Konzenshu, but uh, as a newcomer, just maybe we can just do this once in a while. Uh, with this major game changer, that's you know, there's no way going back from this uh, point in the series. Uh, what do you think can possibly happen uh, from here on in in terms of the Freezer Saga? Well, I don't know. I mean, I I expect, I hope Goku to win, obviously. Uh, other than that, I I imagine that the, this next fight we're gonna we're gonna have will be the end because it seems like Goku's at his very pinnacle, mm-hmm. and well, I, it mainly seems like that to me solely based on what's happened to Krillin and if Krillin and Piccolo, you know, that seems like it would be the thing to to finally push him over the edge. Exactly. It's like yeah, the stakes have been high before, but. And he's been angry before, but with this, we're just seeing a whole another level. So I expect it. This seems like the climax, like the third act, the end of the story, like where you expect the payoff to come. So I'm 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 pretty excited about it so far. Yeah, it. it, it <laughs> this is uh, a lot. Of, uh, this is a lot of people's favorite saga. Uh, mainly, maybe not mainly for this, but like I would assume mainly for this. Um, and again, like, because it is, this is, what follows is so climactic that people just assume, well, clearly, this is going to be the grand finale of Dragon Ball. It wasn't, but, uh, we can debate later on whether it, it would or would not have been, uh, the ending. Because there are, I mean, not getting to the specifics right now, but there are quotes from Torama saying that he had planned on ending the series several times much earlier than he intended to. So we can kind of dialogue later on, on you know, was this one of them? Hmm. Uh, I think it, just from what we've seen so far, I think it could work similarly to how a good season finale on a TV show works. Mm-hmm. That it could very well be the end, but it does it doesn't necessarily have to. Oh, there's there's room, there's room enough for more adventures. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like hey, if if it's wanted, if it wants to be ended right here, it can. Right. You know, and I I think most good storylines can be done that way mm-hmm. and at this point legitimately there's not there's not a whole lot of answers or questions that couldn't be answered mm-hmm. that i can that i can think about you surely you know obviously you've had characters who haven't been brought up or mentioned in a while you know like these other z fighters on earth or chi chi uh, roshi but even those have been touched on more so in the last episode than they have in God, probably what 10 episodes at least yeah. So yeah, I think uh, I don't. I don't know. I want to. I want to hold off my opinion on whether or not it was an, intended to be an ending until I see a little more of the show and see kind of what develops after that. But right. I don't. I don't think that's a a theory or a opinion that should be thrown out instantly. Yeah, that's 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 a good idea for you to do because uh, there's a lot of more, st- and not just you know 
Frieza surviving the spirit bomb. There's a lot of other reasons why people think, you know, like, well, clearly. This, <laughs> but uh, that's uh, that's coming out, and that'll, that'll close us out for the rest of 2012. Like, uh, the final month of 2012 is the final fin- finale of uh, the Frieza arc. So um, that should be uh, quite a way to end the year, quite a way to end our first year of, of uh, The Next Dimension. So uh, looking forward to it. As am I. I think the brat should go next. <laughs> you, you ruthless, tartless bastard! Settling transformation proved to be Frieza's nightmare. So, uh, we will obviously continue next month because hell, <laughs> why not? Um, next month in the month of November, Turkey Turkey Month, uh, we will be covering uh, the following: going over the adventures of Super Saiyan Goku, with Dragon Ball Z epi- Dragon Ball Z Kai episodes forty-eight through fifty-one. The original Dragon Ball Z animated episodes 96 through 102, and Dragon Ball Z manga chapters 124 through 130. So uh, that'll 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 take us out to the penultimate chapters of the Frieza saga. Uh, <laughs> it it I'm not I'm not gonna say anything else. I, I don't think I can big this up any more than just what it, what happened before us tonight. <laughs> so. Uh, until then, uh, any final thoughts to leave on the floor, Jesse, for the month of October? Uh, I want I want them to go back and George Lucas, the original Dragon Ball series, to match DBZ. <laughs> Have, like, random, you know, Saiyan just thrown in for no reason. You know, someone like a voiceover. That's what I want. That would be horrible. <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> the retcons. Oh, my God. Like, like uh, Bulma was a Saiyan, did you know? <laughs> yeah, tie it all back together. No, no. Oh, God. 
God in heaven. Well, um, you heard it here, folks, and this is the last time you'll hear it. Yeah, first and last time. So uh, until then, uh, for me, it's uh, adios. See you next time. Thank you for listening to The Next Dimension, a Dragon Ball Z podcast. You can find the show at dbznextdimension.lipson.com. You can write in and leave feedback at dbznextdimension.hotmail.com. If you like what we're doing and like to leave a quick review, find us on Facebook or leave a review at iTunes. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball GT are all owned by Funimation, Toy Animation, Fuji TV, and Akira Toriyama. Dragon Ball is created by Akira Toriyama. Why am I the only Saiyan left?